I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those comments I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the Heimlich Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Could've played one, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You ease on mine You make everything so fine Worry about those times I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the high Throw that to the side, Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Loaded Mag, NUFC, another fully loaded transfer show. Uh, I've just looked at the comments in the Jimmy's got I hate that parasite. Well, you might hate it, but I love it. And I know you boys Jimmy. love it as well. How you doing, boys? Good, good, mate. Good, good. Chris, I bet you're happy you with Jimmy's comments uh, just then about that. Chat. I love the song. I absolutely love that song. And and you know what? It's funny because obviously the viewers at home can't see it, but we, we can see each other, you know, at the bottom of the screen. And uh, every time the song's on, we're all going like that in the background. Um, so we I hope we enjoy it as you enjoy it as much as we enjoy it. Um, Jimmy clearly doesn't, but give us that feedback. Is it time for a change of song or do you all absolutely love it? Let us know. No, no. We don't that. want to. We don't want to. But I'd be interested to see what everyone thinks. Chris, you start doing stuff like that, people will be demanding a zebra back, man. How are we? Yeah, we might have to put a, might have to put a, a, a poll out there um, yeah. uh, 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 during the show and see what yeah. see what people think. Let's get a poll uh, rock and rolling. But look, welcome. We are back Thursday nights, full loaded transfer show, um, ready to talk all things um, Newcastle United. The boys are okay. Fingers crossed, Daz will come and join us at some point. He's uh, had a really busy day. Um, but we have a fantastic um, new guest coming to join us. So um, we give give him a warm welcome. It's um, um, Robin Byner uh, from the Transfer.com, uh, chief editor of Transfer.com. Um, welcome in. Robin, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. How are you guys? Evening, mate. All good, mate. Very good. All good. Um, Thank you for joining us. Um, great to have you on the channel. It's been a while, actually. I, I know we've spoken to you, I think, back in January. Um, so we just kind of missed each other with regards to coming on the on the on the show. But um, great to have you on here. And and for and for those of you, uh, or for those that, that don't know uh, where you're based, do you want to just talk a little bit about what you do, what you specialise in, and where where they can find you? Yeah. So I'm the chief editor of FootballTransfer.com, as you mentioned. Um, so it's a relatively new transfers based website obviously um, and obviously we'll be covering all aspects of the transfer market including Newcastle United um, you know there's a really cool feature on there that, that values players based on their stats so we like to think it's the best and most accurate uh, football transfer valuation tool online obviously that's free so come on and check it out 
my speciality personally, my, my history is I've, I've followed uh, Scottish football in a professional capacity for 18 years now and also French football for just as long. So uh, I like to think I've got quite a broad spectrum of, of knowledge in European football. Um, it's, 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 it's all effectively been my life for, for that period of time. So it's been great. It's football has been kind to me and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Excellent stuff. So make sure you uh, give Robin a follow uh, and make sure you check out some of the work that they do uh, on transfer.com and um, yeah, there's some great stuff. So uh, make sure you get along to that. And look, uh, you talked about specialties in regards to Scottish football and, and French football. Look, we've certainly got some players that we'd want to throw your way and get your opinion on uh, later on in the show, that's for sure. But look, uh, let's get down to business, should we say, uh, in talking about all things Newcastle. And look, um, the boy's here. He's here, he's in Newcastle, um, in St. James's Park. Uh, he, he don't half look the business, boys, does he? With Richie, you've you got to be buzzing at that, uh, yeah. seeing him in the flesh. Yeah, it, it, it's it's good to finally see him in the in the black and white shirt himself, rather than the the awful superimposed one that's been going around for the last week or so. Uh, you know, that, I thought that whoever edited that one up would put it in between Joel and, and Bruno's shirt and made the, the midfield three, giving these stubs. I thought that was uh, that was good uh, photo editing, but uh, it's good to see that. And do you know what? It, is that is that a, a, like a glimpse of a smile? Because apparently, all the rest of the pictures you see, he never smiles, and so. Look, he's he's here. That's all we do. Is obviously, we'll, we'll once the interview comes out, we we'll hear a bit more about work because obviously the media team are really dragging this interview out for some reason. Uh, you know, I think people were expecting it to drop about lunchtime with the on mid afternoon, but still hasn't come out. Uh, but it'd be good, it'd be good to hear straight from him exactly how he feels about the move, a bit more in depth. Uh, and then obviously now, what that's that. You know, the door closes on that one, and hopefully we start talking about. Income or incomings because it it has been a bit. You know, I was just talking to you before we went on air. Pete, it has been a little bit quiet the last couple of days, and this is when Newcastle tend to get things done when it goes quiet. So fingers crossed. You know, Robin might have a bit more information that comes on during the show and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully, something breaks while we're alive. That would be fantastic. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Chris, uh, Richie touched on a really good point. I just want to quickly uh, address it. There's a lot of people talking about you know. Tonali not smiling, various other things. It all seems to be coming from opposition fans. Do you think there's a little bit of jealousy there? Just just a little? I think there might be a touch, Pete. Just a touch. Um I think I, I don't think I don't think I said it to use on, on a show. I think I said it on the on the group chat, like one of my mates who's he's a blue and um really, really into his football, knows his football. He was at the I think he was at the yeah, he was at the semi-final, one of the, one of the legs of the semi-final Champions League game. He'd gone to watch uh, Inter the AC. Yeah. Um, he's dead into any kind of football, and uh, he, he's saying to me like, "Oh yeah, no, I don't know much about Tonali. Oh no, I've not really heard much of him." Yeah, he was talking about the the lad from Sassuolo who joined. Um, did he go? To, did he go to Juventus, Pete? Is that right? Uh, which, that one? which one? Is it Fratesi? Oh, that's right, yeah. Fratesi went to sort of, yeah, that's right. And did he go to Juventus? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, yeah. so he's mentioning for to me, and he's like, nah, I don't know, don't know anything about Tonali. And I'm thinking, you must be on the wind up here. He's got, you've got to be on the wind up because, you know, you, you, you can tell he's rattled. And for me, us, us getting a player of, you know, Tonali's like hype and his, um, 
you know, his pedigree is, is very, very exciting because it's, it's a statement. And I think there's a lot of clubs out there who are all looking at us now and thinking, oh, now they've got Tonali, who else are they going to be getting? Obviously, there was big links with Madison, big links with Zobersly, um, but we've we've kept our powder dry, haven't we? And the Tonali deal came out of nowhere because we were linked with Bedella. That went quiet for the day or so, and then, bam, we did Tonali. So, I think everyone's kind of waiting now, thinking, what are they going to do next? And no, none more so than us, you know, us Newcastle fans, we're all very excited about it as well. So, um, you know, having Robin on tonight is brilliant because... Uh, there's been a lot of links, hasn't there, to French uh, French league players. Um, so to get an insight from Robin uh, is very, 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 very. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Just to follow up on this one here that Mighty Winter, that the Smiles Photoshop, there is actually a really good little thread, thread if anyone's seen it on Twitter today about Tonali not smiling in general. Like a picture of when he was happily was with Brescia, not smiling. Win the Scudetto at AC Milan on the team coach with the trophy, he's not smiling. Lovely picture with him and his uh, his beautiful partner. He's not smiling. An Armani ad aftershave. Not smiling. So it just doesn't smile full stop, pretty much. But look, let's take it as it is. He was smiling with his Newcastle top on, so that tells you something. But uh, Robbie, just before we move on, because there's so much to discuss. Um, uh, Tenali, how much do you know about him? How big do you think, in your opinion, that that signing could be for Newcastle United? Well, I, th- I think it's an interesting signing because. You know, he's 23, he's already won, I think, his 15 Italy caps. So, I mean, Italy's not a country that's renowned for bringing players through early. So if you've got 15 caps and you're 23 years old and you're Italian, you know, that's that's pretty good going. That's a, that's a statement in itself. Um, and obviously, being a defensive midfielder, he's not a player that is necessarily going to be in highlight reels. Uh, he's not a, a big assist player. He's, he doesn't score like, a huge number of goals. Uh you know, a lot of the work he does is, is, is quiet and effective. Um, so I, I can see why he's being underrated. But like you say, I mean, signing a player of that calibre for, for the money that Newcastle have spent on him is, is a huge statement. And it is, it's, it's probably the biggest statement yet that, you know, Newcastle are, are a force to be reckoned with, perhaps up there with uh, Bruno Guimaraes, for example. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it kind of does feel it. It has that, it has that Bruno Guimaraes feel. You might, well, we... We were doing what we're doing right now with Tonali. We were celebrating it one, two weeks after he'd already signed for the club. Like, it does definitely have that sort of feel. But, but interestingly, uh, one that popped up today, I didn't see it. You guys put it in the chat and I was like, I was working today. I was like, what is going on here? Because we've talked about on this show previously, you know, will Tonali have an Italian friend that maybe comes over? You know, Richie, you talked about Chiesa maybe being that friend. No, no. Leonardo Benucci, um, apparently. Um, uh, Mail online have said Leonardo Benucci has held talks with Newcastle, potentially with an exit from Juventus, more possible than ever. Um, what? Is going on with this? Uh, this one, like I think, Richard, you might have put it in the chat. Actually, yeah, I was. I, I saw it this morning. I thought it was. I thought it was Big Frank pulling our leg or something. Do you know what I mean? It, it just had his name wrote all over it. But it's, it's, you know, I, I mean, Chris briefly talked about this morning because I was. I know you were busy doing school preparing for your parents, even me. But it was just a, a really weird one because it, it, it's not a Newcastle signing that you know we're used to. We're, we're used to now having people either established in the. You know, Premier League or people who can be up and coming talents that can 
take the the, you know, the squad going forward. And all the signs have pretty much been that. You know, probably not Trippier, but Trippier's had a good few years ahead of him. Mm. So it's a complete left field one. And there's been a lot of people turn on saying, look, you can't really knock him. He's 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 a quality player. He, um, you know, he reads the game really well and stuff like that. And you know, people sticking up for Thiago Silva. Obviously, the season he potentially had it. Obviously, Chelsea when he was playing, saying, you know, you can't. If someone reads the game that well, you know, the the, the mind's always there. It's whether whether the body will still let mind do what he wants to do, sort of thing. But it's I don't, I don't know. It's it's one of those. And apparently, he doesn't want Saudi money for his last year. He doesn't want to go to the MLS either. He wants a new challenge uh, at a high level before he, he backs out. And you know, we know what the one good thing is. We already know he looks good in black and white. It's just whether. He would look good in, you know, Newcastle Premier League black and white, and that's the thing. That's, I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty left field one for me. Uh, can I say it happened? Not really. To be fair, I think Newcastle and, you know, they have that plan of how they want to, you know, the, the business plan of how they want to build the squad and stuff like that, and it just doesn't seem to fit the criteria. And all it has the, it's the championship, the Champions League leadership that he brings as well. He's got that winning mentality from in Syria, uh, obviously with Italy as well. Um, so you know, it's a, it's a it's a long shot maybe for me. I don't know what you lads think, Chris. I'll, I'll come to you with a uh, with, with a simple question: Would you take him? Would you take him at Newcastle United? All day long, all day long. I don't think you can. I don't think you can knock someone back like Leonardo Benucci. Like he's uh, yes, he doesn't quite fit the moulds that we thought that we'd be used to. I.e., you know like a Sven Botman or somebody like that. But we saw Kevin Trippier come in, as, as Rich rightly said. And I suppose Kevin Trippier is probably one of the few players out there who, you know, is at the older end of the age spectrum. But he's also got that Premier League experience and he's got the Champions League experience, La Liga winner. You're not always going to find players just knocking around like that. Um, but I think if you get, like, you know, a, multi a multiple Serie A winner, um, international honours, very, very experienced. I think I think it would be hard, um, you know, to, to not take someone like him. Um, do I think it'll happen like Richie? Probably not. Um, but it is a bit of a left field one. And, you know, they, they always say, don't they? No smoke without fire. But, yeah, I think I think if uh, Benucci, Benucci wants to have his last year or last years um, challenging himself still in Europe, um, and Newcastle are interested in them. Yeah, that, you know, I don't see why not. We've said many a times, haven't we, lads, that, you know, the, the Newcastle project is very, very exciting. Um, and for people to not be interested in it would surprise me. Um, he'd, he'd, he'd instantly be adored, wouldn't he? Instantly, just because of the calibre of player that he is. Um, so I, I, I do get it, you know, when, you know, these players come out and say, oh, allegedly, and say that, you know, they don't want to go to Saudi or they don't want to go to the MLS because they want to still play at that top level. Um, and, you know, if, if Eddie Howe and his coaching staff think that he can, and I believe he probably can as well, because, um, as Richie said again, you know, he reads, he'll read the game so well and he's so experienced. That lack of pace and him slowing down, he more than makes up for that more than makes up for that so yeah i mean if if the opportunity's there and he's not on silly high wages yeah all day i take it's, it's an interesting one there's some people in the chat going you know let's not take it too seriously it's not it's not a serious link some saying well you know we've touched on it already tiago silver is what 40 odd now you've got james milner that's 37 playing for brighton you know at 36 you know robin would that be a good deal for Newcastle? I mean, he would be cheap, which is which is obviously useful. Um, 
show you fit into financial fair play and any concerns Newcastle have with that, which would be obviously a bonus. Uh, but I mean, you compare him to Thiago Silva. I, I, I think Thiago Silva is one of the most intelligent defenders of his generation. I, I mean, Bonucci is obviously a hugely talented player, but I just don't think he's as, as smart as Thiago Silva and as good at reading the game. Uh, I can imagine he would be up for challenge or testing himself in the Premier League. Uh, but coming across at 36, I mean, it, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, as I say, for me, Thiago Silva is an absolutely exceptional player. I think he was probably underrated in, in England and in Britain for a long, long time until he came across to Chelsea. Uh, and, and for me, he was even a level above Benucci. Um, I, I just can't see a steal that man. Uh, it could well be the case. A few people have said it in the chat, and obviously Jimmy in the chat uh, is is quite right. Thirty six years old for a footballer, not in a rain age. Uh, I'd probably I'd probably take it right now. Shave a couple of years off off me, uh, but uh, as a footballer, probably not. But super chat. I don't know where the music's gone. Is the music disappeared? That's not it, mate. That's what's wrong. <laughs> there we go. Oh, sorry, you pressed it. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> we literally did it at the same time. We turned it off. But thank you very much, Dan Man, um, for your £4.99 donation. Um, but hi, lads. I don't often comment, but enjoy watching your shows as much as I can. I can remember watching your first shows as well. Keep it going. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for being thank on you, the mate. journey with Loaded Mag NFC all the way through. Um, We've got well over 200 in the chat and the super chats are open. If you want a question that we go straight to, get it in. Uh, more importantly, get a question in for Robin and, uh, and we'll ask that question. And at this point now, I think it's only right if we take that little um, trip over to France and have a look at a couple of players that we've been linked with over in France. Now, one of the big links really um, more recently um, has been... Uh, certainly from a loaded man NUFC point of view, we've talked about this man since probably back in November, uh, and it's Kefram Turam. Uh, Kefram Turam at Nice, um, now a French international, um, uh, a midfielder that we've continuously talked about on this channel as being the right sort of fit for Newcastle United. Um, and the links have got stronger, and we talked about it on the show with Jack Talbot on Tuesday. It's been talked about again since, that Liverpool are now dropping out of the race for Kefran Tram. Now they've got Dominic Sabaslai. Um, Robin, from your perspective, just give us your opinion on Kefran Turan um, from a French point, the French football point of view. And, you know, how good would this deal be if Newcastle United were able to get Kefran Turan through the door? So Turan's an interesting case, obviously, as, as Dad Lillian's been one of the best players in the world. So right from the start of his career he's been a player who's been watched uh, he came through the Monaco Academy which is an outstanding academy obviously Kylian Mbappe is the, the probably the outstanding exponent of that but you know Monaco produced great players for years uh, and now Turam's been found himself at Nice where he's been given a first team opportunity he's been in and around the first team for several years now but I would say this year's probably been the first year that he's really excelled for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. Uh, he played 35 matches in Liga, high volume of matches. Again, I mean, he's a little bit like Tonali in that he's more of a box-to-box -box player, not necessarily the sort of player you see 
kind of highlights real because he's, he's not in and around the box, he's not doing spectacular things. Although, that being said, he has improved markedly this year in terms of his offensive production, his, his passing, his finishing, uh, his whole game's developed, it's become much more rounded, uh, he's much more of a threat. And for me, he's, he's certainly one of the players to watch in the summer transfer window. I think he'd be a very exciting signing. Perhaps not the type of player who would settle in immediately, but I think by the end of the season, you could see him becoming a regular, probably by Christmas or something like that. Uh, for me, there'd be no doubt that he could settle into the Premier League because he's got that physicality, he's got that strength, uh, he's got that engine as well. Uh, so for me, there's, there's no problems about him going to England and, and making an impact on a very good team like Newcastle. Interesting. Um, boys, I want to get your opinion on this. We've talked about him before. It doesn't seem to be going away, this Kevin Turan kind of link. And with the Liverpool links dwindling, it looks like it's becoming more and more of, you know, a, a possibility. Chris, how, you know, in your opinion, do you think that that's a deal that could potentially get done this summer? And I'm going to ask you, but I want I want to know also from Richie and also Robin. As well, come back to Robin on this. You know, where do you see him playing if we were to sign? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think um, <laughs> it's funny because when we first got Tonali, I was of I was of the thinking that he was like a number six, and the more that I researched him, the more that I listened to other people, and you know, kind of uh, learned more about Tonali. He he doesn't really predominantly sit as a six. It, not to say he can't. But I think initially he's going to come in and play on the right side of the midfield. Yeah. Um, so that left the question, didn't it, that we were all talking about before Zobber's line, before Madison moved to their respective clubs. Um, it kind of left us thinking, well, do we want a attacking midfielder come winger or do we want a, a number six who's basically going to sit in front of the defence and then that will free Bruno to go further forward? And then you could see Bruno and Tonali playing just in front of the number six. And I'm still, I'm still a little bit torn on it. I've got to be honest. Like, I'd like both, but I doubt that we probably would get both. Um, to say, to say we need, I'd, I'd say we need another midfielder. Whether Eddie Howe decides that is, you know, the number ten attacking midfielder who can also play on the wing, or whether he decides it's a number six, I, I, I don't know which one I prefer. However, um, if we were to bring in Kevin Chiram or someone like him. Uh, I do, you know, I do think it would be good for the squads because ultimately, at the moment, if you look at the team, we've only really got Bruno who can play in that number six. Um, I know people like Longstaff could cover, maybe Joe Linton could cover, maybe Tenali could cover, but they don't really act as an out-and-out out number six. And even Bruno doesn't. Like Bruno, Bruno is better further forward. Um, albeit, I know it's only 20, 25 yards further forward, but the game's different. He plays a different game. And he's got a bit more freedom and he can express himself a bit more and he can help link up the play with the forwards. Whereas when he sits in that defensive role, his job's a lot different. Um, so <laughs> to answer your question, Pete, which I know is it's difficult for me to answer, um, I would be delighted if we signed somebody like Kevin Trevam. Um, but equally, if we signed a more forward-thinking player, I would equally be happy with that as well. But I do think we need somebody who can play in, in one of those midfield free positions, at least. 
Richie, um, Chris has already touched on it as well um, about that need for that particular position. But there's a lot of people, a lot of fans in the fan base that are saying it's not, it's no longer now Tanal is in the door a priority position for you. Is a midfielder a priority position, and and would he be your go-to guy in terms of who you'd sign if if we were to sign another midfielder? Uh, well, we've I know we've watched him quite a lot uh, last season as well, and he's he's. I think it's uh, he's a fantastic player, and if you, if you look at the way that both him and Manu Kone have played together during the Under Twenty One Championship, they were both uh, fantastic each other, uh, when they played alongside each other. So to be fair, he, he, I think you'd be happy with either of those if they, they, the people, the players, to come in. But I think going on, touching on the point that you said about is it uh, do we need someone in that position? I would say yes. We briefly touched on the on the fact the other night that Eddie Howe wants two 11s to go through the uh for the squad so obviously you know realistically you've pro- you've got five midfielders and that's really including Joel Linton who's more of a makeshift midfielder obviously since he got moved back there he's not a really recognized he's still classes recognized as a forward isn't he so um yeah I, I still think we need one in there which it all depends on whether you actually class it as a, a, the the next need if that makes sense because obviously uh you know you we we know we need another forward of some sort, and it's probably going to be one of the ones that goes on the, on one of the flanks. Um, and we also know that we need a, probably a right centre back and a full back. Realistically, whether you know it's a it's a left full back and you keep Trippier on the right, or you know as we discussed the night, do you get someone who can you know where Trippier can play on the left, and then you go and get a right back to be the long term successor as well, and then you've still got Burn Target as your left back cover sort of thing. So. It's whether they, you know, we always know that with this with this uh, team that um, if the right player becomes a real right, available at the right price, they'll do the deal. Um, so if Turam comes into that where it's fantastic price, uh, yeah, let's get it done. Then fair enough. Uh, it's just whether they obviously see him as a player that fits into the system, how they want to go forward as well. Um, it's all right saying yes, he's a fantastic midfielder, but is he the Correct midfielder, how they you know would they bring him in to sit as you know the the, the center of the of the three, or if they were to change a formation and have a have a dedicated number six, or they want a fluid three box to box midfielders who can you know just rotate around each other as they're going forward or sitting back or whatever. It all depends. We, we don't know. That's the thing. There's there's no leaks comes out of the club anymore. Uh, we've talked. Numerous times over recent weeks, we don't know. We're, we're presuming they're going to stay with a four-three-three. You know, for all we know, they could be planning a, a system change over the preseason. We don't know. Look, all we can do is put, you know keep our uh, ears to the ground, see what's going on, and then target on you know comment on anything that comes in, uh, whether it's Turam or Corney or someone else. That you know, we we link with God knows how many over these windows. You know, and as we keep saying, look, just enjoy it as well because. Two years ago, we couldn't get deals over the line for Hamza Chowdhury and then barely scraped Joe Willock over the line. So, look, just enjoy it. I am. I know, I know the rest of the lads are so. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have these conversations with the Geordie Star South boys because uh, they put links and stuff in the, in the chat. And uh, if, if I put something in there uh, for you guys, and uh, I'll drop it in theirs as well. And, and the one thing they'll say is, is that you know, uh, oh, I'm sick of these reports. Uh, uh, We've been linked with everybody, blah, 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 blah. And it's the point that you've just made, Richie, is that we were desperate for Hamza Chaudhry to come in on loan not, not so long ago. It's like, 
I'm not getting bogged down by it. I'm just going to embrace it and enjoy it all. And I think we all have as a channel and everyone in the chat as well. Uh, this is what it's about. Yep, there, there, there might not be no bids being accepted yet, but there will be at some point. And some of these links will bring us um, a lot closer to our next signing. But just, just to finish off, I'll get from Tram Robin, I'll come back to you. Um, where do you think his best position is from what you've seen of him uh, whilst at Nice? Uh, like I said, this year he's he's been more of a sort of box to box player, but he is definitely more of a, a defensively minded player. I would, I would say he's, he's he's more of a six. He's he's developed in his attacking game, so you know he plays an eight. Uh, but I, I think in, in future it will be interesting to see how, how his, his game develops, and it will probably depend on which club he goes to as well, and you know how the manager uses him. Uh, I think he can play as a six or an eight. Uh, it might be a little bit much to ask for him to play on a weekly basis in the Premier League at the moment as a six. Um, obviously, it's an important role in the team. Uh, but, you know, it, it's possible. Uh, I, I would see him in long term as, as an eight. I think he's a nice box-to-box player, and that's the side of the game he's developed. And it'd be a shame to kind of waste the last year of his development by, by shifting him back a little bit, because he has been showing some really exciting things in France this year. Brilliant stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, Gary Muffat Blues has said just that. Uh, Taram is a six. J7 left attacking mid. Interesting, interesting thoughts and um, something similar to what um, Robin has just said. Uh, I believe. Super chat received. There is, uh, in fact, I'll do it again because I think. Super chat received. There are two super chats that are popped up. Thank you very, very much. Um, first of all, um, one of our favourites, Jordan Nick. Thank you, Jordan Nick, for your five pound. Cheers, mate. We are by far a better buyer than Barnes, but roughly some pack. Uh, that was all. Like, very much to the point, and look, we will get to that conversation, Jordan yes. Nick, in just a second because it's a very, very good one. And as well as that, uh, the Lesonator. Um, thank you for your uh, £4.99 super chat. Anybody you'd want us to chase from PSG if they follow um, through with their threat to clear out squad or to clear the squad out to punish Mbappe. Now, I was coming out of work. It was the first thing that I saw uh, just, just about 7 o'clock today. Is that I've not seen this. Yeah, so apparently PSG have come out and said if Mbappe doesn't sign a new contract this summer... Um, because they don't want to let him go on a free to Real Madrid next season, they're going to have to. And they basically said to him, "If you don't sign the contract, we're going to have to sell some of you, some of our better players in the club to supplement it. So some of the better players um, are going to have to be sold on to generate money for the money they'll lose if he goes on a free next summer. So it's all kicking off right now. So maybe my suggestion of Mbappe to Newcastle in the lonely chat the other day isn't good. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking before everyone jumps on me with that one. But, just uh, before you move on, Pete, just a shout out to Jordy Mick as well, because he's also gifted five memberships out to other wow. viewers as well. Obviously, it doesn't show up in our stream yard chat, we don't know, so uh, thanks for being up, Lisa, for letting us know that. I have checked it on the YouTube uh, channel as well, everything he has, so thanks, Jordy Mick, much appreciated, mate. Superb yeah, gesture, you. thank you very, very much, and well done to those that have been lucky enough to get the uh, those memberships from Jordy Mick. But going back to that question from the Lesonator, I'm just going to go back just one second. Yeah, yeah. Um, who would we want through the door from PSG? Who would we take 
It's an interesting question. If we were, if we, it's all hypothetical here. If there was a deal to be had for someone in that team currently at PSG, who would you take? I know who I would take. Uh, there's definitely one player that I'd take 110. percent But who, who would who would Robin take? I'd be interested because Robin's probably got a far better knowledge of PSG than we have. And like, if yeah. Robin, if you you you're sitting there as a Diaw, who who would you be going for? I mean, that's a difficult one. I mean, you guys watch a lot more Newcastle than I do. Um, I can tell you <laughs> PSG's best players are, uh, but how they would fit into Newcastle is a bit more complicated for me. You know, I mean, that, that PSG squad is just so unbalanced. I mean, the only one we gone by a single point last year. It's, it's not really a great squad. Uh, I mean, obviously, we were carried so much by Mbappe last year. Uh, so much. Uh, even even compared to, to, to uh, Messi and Neymar, so much, you know, losing Mbappe for them would just be so. I, I want to use the word terminal, but I, I, you know, it's, it's just about that bad. I mean, they can't afford to lose Mbappe, uh, so for them to be talking about that, that as a as a possible uh, consequence this summer, and they did it very publicly as well. I mean, what you didn't mention was uh, Nasser Al Khalifi, the, the PSG president, actually mentioned this. He was asked about this at Luis Enrique's unveiling yesterday, and he said at the, the unveiling of the new coach, if Mbappe doesn't sign the contract, he's getting sold. Uh, wow. and that's that. And Mbappe wants to stay. Mbappe says publicly he wants to stay at PSG until 2024. Uh, so he wants to stay next year, see out his contract, and then presumably he wants to uh, then reap the rewards of having a huge signing bonus, which you'd imagine would go to Real Madrid. Uh, so you know the, the club's a mess, and it's an unbalanced squad. There's some good players, some very good players in there. Uh, how do they fit into Newcastle? I'm, I'm not totally sure. I mean, Marquinhos is obviously a very, very accomplished centre back, one of the best players in his position in, in, in the world at the moment for me. And you know, Mendes, left wing back, another very strong player, uh, an interesting player actually that Newcastle might be interested in would be youngster Warren Sire Emery who's just started to break into the first team. And he's looked like a very accomplished central midfielder. Uh, and he could be a long-term solution to the number six role. So, you know, he would certainly be a player that would be well worth watching from Eddie Howe's point of view. But equally from PSG, they're not going to want to sell a guy who's come through the academy and could be a potential superstar in the future, even though PSG have got a bit of a habit of selling academy players who become superstars, as I think we discussed later. Yeah, interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, boys, you got a name? Do you know what? I, I've just while we discussed, I've just been going through the, the their squad list, right? And I tell you what, you know, Robin's right. Some of the, the recruitment of that squad this over this 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 some of transfer window, it's 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 really really bizarre, is it? It's a hodgepodge of a, a, a squad that they've got. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really really bizarre. You know they've just sales Milan screwed screwed out. They've got they've just brought in uh, Wijnaldum as well. Uh, obviously, Ekatik uh, is coming permanently. Marco Asensio has come in. Uh, Icardi's come back, and it's like you, you know you look at the people. Obviously, Neymar's been hitting Messi the last you know, last season and stuff. So obviously, Mbappe is, is, is clearly the you know the hands down you know the, the favourite. Really. But there isn't really anyone else in the forward line you'd take. You know, I know you like Renato Sanchez, Pete. I know that's that's 
one player that you've liked. <laughs> well, he wasn't the guy, but you, but he's no, no, no. player I like a lot. Um, obviously, as you know, as Robin said, there's Warren Zaire Emery as well. Obviously, there's the uh, Edwin Michute who was at Sunderland last year on loan, but uh, obviously, I can't see him being brought in. To be fair, I don't think we'll be looking that far. I think Hakimi would be a good purchase for Newcastle. I think he'd be a fantastic one. Um, Kempembe is on that, uh, you know, yes, no. Obviously, Marquinhos, as Robert mentioned. And then, obviously, if you really want to you know, go there, I think you've got to go with. You, you want an Italian uh, teammate to go with uh, for Tonali, you'd go with Donnarumma. Donnarumma, yeah. He'd be nice. He would be nice, oh. wouldn't he? It'd be harsh on Pope, but it'd be a hell of a hell of an upgrade. Definitely. Chris, what, what, who would you go for? Um, I'm kind of leaning on your your expertise a little bit, AP, because um, I like the look of that Xavi Simmons, and I think PSG <laughs> PSG have got the option, haven't they? To PSG have got the option to buy him back very cheaply. Seven, um, seven million euros, apparently the clause is. Yeah, they've, they've agreed it apparently. I don't know, you might know more than the the, the uh, that. I mean, it's 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 out of PSG's hands. Uh, you know, uh, it's a deal that uh, they can't they can't do anything about because it's in the contract, and it's really up to Xavi Simmons whether he comes back or not. Uh, there's a bit of debate as to whether he'll stay at PSV or go back to PSG. So you know, the possibility it might not happen, but from PSG's perspective, given Simmons' transfer value at the moment, it would it would make sense for for them to throw money at him and, and get him back. Uh, but you know, it's out of their hands. He's, he's not a PSG player at the moment. Mm. Oh well, if that's if that's the case, then Robin, I, I won't I won't use Javi Simmons. Then I will. I don't know. I do. I do like Kimpembe. I like Kimpembe, and I like Renato Sanchez. Um, if I, yeah, if you push me, if you push me, I'd probably say Kimpembe because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Kimpembe plays on the right side of the central defense. Left. Oh, is he left? Oh, yeah. Marquinhos plays on the right. Marquinhos no, on the want, right. The guy I would want plays on the right, and it's Marquinhos. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll stick with Renato Sanchez. I'll stick with Renato Sanchez because I think he's a huge talent. Huge talent. Um, not probably the six we want, but I think if he became available, you you you, you would be interested. I think now he's made for the Premier League, Renato Sanchez. He wasn't quite ready when he went to Swansea. He was hit very hit and miss, mostly miss. But I think you're right, Chris. I think that's a, it's a, it's a, I think that's a great shout. Um, his issue, his issue is he's made of glass. He's just injured all the time. Oh, can't stay fit. We've got enough of Still, them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Marquinhos, for me, I think you know he is. He's a super talent. I know that some PSG fans have been getting on his back. His performances last season weren't as good as what they could have been. Um, and there's even question marks that he, he you know, he could potentially be out of the team, um, especially with Skriniar coming in. Yeah. Why not? It's a great opportunity to bring another Brazilian into the squad. I know. He's, I was going to say he's Brazilian, isn't he? It makes sense. It makes it's sense. a great opportunity. But uh, look, we're... we're is pie in the sky? It's a great question, by the way. Uh, yeah. Thank you for putting that in. Um, but yeah, to be fair though, the, the Zavi Simmons what link you know, could go go onto a, a section that I know you've got lined up because there's a good link there that if he was to go back to PSG, could open the door for something else, Pete. Richie. 
Go for it. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's been going on in the chat all night. Everyone's been wanting to get diagnosed to get around with really hasn't to be fair. And obviously Tom Nixon's put it up there. Musa Diaby would be a great sign for us, and I'm hoping it will. And uh, I believe Pete, you've put some stuff in the chat saying that you know there's been a few more, you know, bit, little bits coming out and stuff saying that. Uh, is could there be something in it? Because obviously it's been quiet, and we know that they like to go back to players they've been linked with before if they really, really like them. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's like, is, is this one that could something be happening? And I know that obviously, um, Robin's put the, the bit of report tonight as well. Uh, exclusive Newcastle make uh, Leverkusen's Musa priority transfer, plus an update on that. Uh, Harvey Barnes pursuit, obviously, our friend of the channel, Ollie Hawkins, as well, he's reported the same as well. Um, Robin, can you, do you want to go a bit more into uh, the story that you broke earlier on on Transfer.com and about Musa Diaby? Yeah, so basically the, the story is in a nutshell that Diaby is Newcastle's priority for the right wing. Um, obviously they've been linked to Harvey Barnes as well. That remains active, but Diaby is the priority. Uh, Eddie Howe is, appreciates that his Champions League experience and basically that's one of the differentiating factors. Uh, Diaby played six games for Leverkusen in the Champions League this season, uh, scored a couple of goals, both against Atletico Madrid, who are a renowned defensive team. So, you know, that's obviously positive. Uh, performances in the Bundesliga have been consistently strong. Nine goals, nine assists in 53 matches this season. Again, very positive. And he's still only 23. And uh, I discussed players at PSG have had a habit of making outcasts, selling who have come through their academy. And Diaby's perhaps, along with Adrian Rabio at Juventus, uh, the prime example of that at the moment. Uh, just a, a massively talented player, um, you know, bags of quality going forward, uh, and, and a very exciting player. And yes, we've been confirming football transfers that he is their uh, the priority for the right wing role. Well, you've heard it there from from Robin. It seems to be. Um, reports the, tonight from um, footballtransfer.com that Musa Diaby is the priority target, which it is, I, I've got to be honest, I was looking at the reaction of Richie and Chris as you were talking, Bobby, because he is a player, Musa uh, Diaby, that we've talked about for a long, long time. We would want him and be absolutely buzzing with him. It's been over 18 months now, Pete. It, it, it has, it has. He's a player that we that we, we, we we've looked at. Uh, we, we watch our football um, outside of England, and and he is a, he's a super talent. Um, how much do you think it would take to get someone like Musa Diaby out of Leverkusen? I don't know. But I don't know. If I, I haven't had a chance to read uh, Transfer.com's report, but apparently the the deal they're looking for, I think, sixty million euros, which is about fifty one million. How is that right, Robin? I don't know if you can confirm that or not, but I, I don't know. I still, I still think that yeah, we, you could probably we've not confirmed that. No, okay. I, I still think you could probably get less than that. I think you, know, you you look at where we were bidding last year. Obviously, you've you got a, a less year on your contract from that as well. They haven't got the Champions League football now as well, so obviously they're not. I know they're going to try and go for a higher figure because they're going to need some income coming because obviously they're, they're losing the Champions League coming in this year. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think we could probably get it done for no more than fifty million euro tops. That is your, is your top whack, forty five, fifty million euros. I think that's where they're they're about to be a fantastic deal, all around. 
Chris, are you with a similar mindset around the 50 million? I know um, Chantel in the uh, Chantel Keen in the, um, in, in the chat said 50 million seems to be uh, the figure that Richie and Chantel has said. Um, would what what do you think? Would you pay that sort of fee for him? Uh, would you pay it uh, to get him in the door? You know, another player that we're going to discuss um, later on is looking roughly around that same sort of price. Um, at Harvey Barnes. You know, what, what do you make of that? Yeah, do you know what? I was I was talking to someone in the chat actually. I forget who it was, but I was talking to someone in the chat, and um, like for me, it, it, I'd take Diaby over my Barnes every time. I think from what I've seen of Diaby. Um, Robin touched, you know, on his Champions League experience as well, and he just he he looks he has got that electric pace, hasn't he? And he looks like someone who is almost made for the Premier League. Like you know, he's he's he t- he likes to take a man on. He always gets to his byline, whipping crosses in, and that's that's kind of what we all enjoyed last season, wasn't it? When we saw Jacob Murphy come in on the right wing, constantly getting those balls in the box and running at defenders and making them you know making them make decisions or make mistakes. And Diaby looks like someone who, you know, would be, be really good. And you, it was funny, Pete, when you were saying, when Robin was talking about Diaby, all our faces just lit up because he's a player we've been speaking about for a long time, as you say, and he's somebody who um, I think he takes us on to that next level. Like, he, Diaby is a massive upgrade on what we've currently got in right midfield or right wing, if you like. Um what in terms of price? Yeah, I think I think I think you could get him for less than fifty, but it would probably be with incentives or add-ons that would make it rise up to fifty. So you know, maybe I don't know, maybe you know another Champions League qualification or winning a trophy or something like that, and that would probably increase it. But maybe maybe initially you could get him for thirty-five, forty, rising to fifty. Um, and if that's the case, it, it, it's a deal you've got to try and make happen, isn't it? And I imagine as well, with him playing in the Bundesliga. I don't think his wages would be that astronomical. I wouldn't have thought. Um, no, it'll, it'll fit in the structure, all right. I would yeah, imagine. exactly. Yeah, so that that's another that's another box ticked. I mean, Harvey Barnes must be on a decent salary at Leicester. Must be. Um, so there's there's another and you know another bonus to um, to pick and Diaby over uh, Barnes. But uh, Robin, just while we're on this subject, um, and in, in, in French football as well. Um, I wanted to ask what um, what is how's I've word this? What what have been your thoughts on Ekatike since he joined PSG? And you know he was a player who nearly joined Newcastle or allegedly nearly joined Newcastle, and then he ended up going to PSG. Um, I know he struggled at PSG and he's not quite had the impact that he wanted, or maybe that the fans or the club wanted, mm. but. Do you think that Ekatike is one for the future at PSG, or do you think he's someone who you know could be on his way out? Uh, it's an interesting question. I mean, there was obviously a lot of hype about Ekatike last summer, and um, for me, when when the links to Newcastle came out, uh, you know, he kind of built as an excellent Mbappe because he scored a bunch of goals for uh, Romson Liga. He's obviously got uh, Cameron heritage like Mbappe, uh, but for me, he was he was overcooked last summer. Um, he was never going to be a starting player for Newcastle. Um, I don't think he would have made a particularly big impact in the Premier League, even as a, as a reserve striker. Uh, perhaps in a bit better than he's done at PSG, because, yeah, I mean, I, I have to admit, I thought his PSG spell would have gone uh, significantly better than it has gone. Um, and PSG obviously do still see him as a striker for the future. However, there was a lot of, a lot of debate as to whether they might 
not take up the, the, the clause in the, in the loan deal that we've seen him that, uh, that allowed him PSG to buy him. Um, so it's, it's, it's actually perhaps more of a surprise that PSG have kept him and sent him back to Ronks, to be honest. Um, he is a player for the future, but I, I think he's a sort of player who probably needs to be playing more regularly. I don't think PSG's the best environment for him. I don't think Newcastle would be the best environment for him either, to be honest, uh, simply because he wouldn't have played enough. Uh, the hype was the hype was overdone last year, in short. Wow, yeah. stuff. Interesting. Uh, Richie, yeah. uh, I think you had a, a, a follow-on on, on DRB. Yeah, just while, just because a couple of people uh, in the chat follow up on Glasgow is obviously the you know this Leverkusen will be possibly open to Adelia because obviously they've just bought Granite Jacket from Arsenal or in the process of doing it. They've obviously hit the release clause for uh Hoffman from Munch and Gladbach who they reckon's gonna be the uh you know the back they obviously the, the successor to Diaby if he was to leave. Uh yeah Jonas Hoffman I think it was ten million euros and obviously uh, Robin might know that better but I believe it was a ten million release clause in the contract. So they are going to need some money to, to come in to, to obviously cover all that as well. So um, so that's something that's interesting. But what I wanted to know is it's actually a question that came in. Uh, if I just get it, uh, the start questions up. Uh, and it was from Stu. And he just basically wants to, because obviously he's in a similar sort of mould to Jaden Sancho and Leon Bailey, who've obviously come over to the Premier League and they haven't really Good hit question. the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you could look at you know, Jaden Sancho's had. There's been a lot of turmoil going on at Man United. Uh, you look at the management structure. You look obviously look at the situation with Ronaldo, and uh, obviously he played for Man, came to the Man City Academy, and it could be completely different there. So a lot of things around there that could have unsettled him. Leon Bailey, you know, Aston Villa wasn't really the same sort of club uh, as it is as it has been the last six months. You know, you had you know Dean Smith, you've had Steven Gerrard. It, there's been a big turmoil there, so. Do you think that's a fair comparison to compare Musa Diaby to those two players? Um, or, it, or should it be something that Newcastle fans should be concerned about if Newcastle did make a move from Robin? Yeah, I mean, Stu is totally right uh, in terms of style. Diaby is not, not a million miles away from either of those guys. And But I think what you have to remember is that no transfers are a surefire thing. I mean, you can sign the best player in the world, but it's not necessarily going to work. Look at Messi at PSG last season, you know, you know, it wasn't wasn't what was expected of him. Uh, so it's it's always going to be a bit of a gamble when one player moves from a club, one club to another club, particularly if you're moving leagues and you're still a relatively young player. Uh, so I, I don't think the comparisons are unfair. Um, Sancho's he's he's obviously got had a few off field issues as well. His professionalism has been questioned to some extent. Um, there was issues about his weight and things like that. Um, earlier this season and I think Leon Bailey's perhaps not the most rigorous player shall we put it say in, in terms of his approach to the game uh, from my understanding there's no issues with Diaby in that regard but you never know that sort of thing can crop up particularly after a big transfer when a player's perhaps starting to feel they've made it to the top Um but yeah, I mean, I think it's this is definitely a gamble. But then all these transfers are, uh, and and Sancho proves that because if you'd asked me before Sancho moved to Manchester United, I would have said he was a surefire thing to be to be brilliant there, and obviously it's not happened for him. I think it's an interesting point here that uh, Kevin T 
team follows up with. Answer is that neither of them have Eddie Howe's school of excellence, sort of thing, because, you know, you look at some of the squad that Newcastle have had when he came in and how he's taken players, you know, Fabian Shaw, you look at Sean Longstaff, Joe Willick, Joel Linton, Miggy Almiron, how he's taken and coached them to a much higher level than what they were previously. So I don't, I think it's, you know, that yes, you've got to have the right player coming, right mentality. I think that's something that Newcastle have focused on. It's that mentality. Uh, you know, they're going to be hard work and no prima donnas and stuff like that. And then that's why, you know, all these silly rumours about Neymar coming in, being a marquee side, it was never going to really work. And then, and I know loads of people have been turned on saying, Newcastle fans turn, saying, no, Neymar, it's because we can see the bigger picture. We don't need Neymar, uh, you know. So, yes, it would be fantastic commercially-wise to have Neymar shirts, but it wouldn't be fantastic for the pitch and the, you know, the rapport in the dressing room and stuff that, that, you know, that we've, we've built. So I think that's that's where Eddie Howe does all the homework, the in-depth stuff, and then you just make sure when they come in that they know what to expect. Then you don't let the rest in the laurels from that. And then, you know, if whoever comes in to play on that right, if it is Mr. Joey, you've got to remember that, yes, okay, they might be more ta- they could be uh, more talented than, than Miggy Almiron, but are they as hard-working as Miggy Almiron? Because off the ball, you can't really fault how, how, how much he works the team off the ball to get that ball back. So... You've, you, it's all right if you deliver going forward, but you've got to deliver coming back as well. So, I think for me, with those two players that we've talked about, I'll just kind of drop my opinion on it. Um, Jaden Sancho, supremely talented, had a great season uh, or a couple of seasons, a few seasons, in fact, in the, in the Bundesliga. But I was shocked at how, how much of a lack of pace he has. Um, and that's one of the things that really crucial at times in the position that he plays in in the Premier League. Um, Moussa Diaby doesn't have that issue. He's lightning quick. Um, and he, and he, he always has been. And I think that's that's part of his game that makes the difference at times. Um, uh, and, you know, skill technically wise, Sancho's got it. He's got it. But I think that lack of that lack of lightning quick pace, I think, is what's stopped him from, from really kicking on in England, even with the, the sort of troubles that he's had. And add with Leon Bailey, I actually think he's been quite unlucky. Uh, I think he, he, I think personally, he went to the wrong team. I was shocked when he went to Villa in the state that they're in. I think if he went to Villa now, he'd be a different player, completely different player. If he went to Villa under Unai Emery right now, but when he went there in his first season, he picked up a number of injuries, so he never really got going. And there were some of them were niggly injuries that put him out for three, four weeks at a time over a course of a season. So we never really acclimatised or got used to playing. And as you talked about before, Richie, that the change of managers um, has affected things as well. So I think Leon Bailey is talented and I think he w- he could come good, um, potentially. But I think um, he's been unlucky. I think Sancho is a different story. He's, he's gone into Man United, it's a mess. But I think there's, there's some fundamentals there that he's lacking that will stop him from being the player that we all expected Sancho to be. Um, and the, there's there's no surprise that he's not really in the, in the England picture now. Um, and I don't really see him being that moving forward. Um, certainly not under Ten Hag. But Moussa Diabe, I think he has everything. He can play on the left, he can play on the right. He's got lightning quick pace. He score goals, he can get assists. I think his, his raw abilities are perfectly set for the Premier League. I genuinely believe that. Um, and I think if he came to Newcastle under a settled structure, 
and 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 unit that Eddie Howe has created, I think he, he potentially could hit the ground running. I, I'd, I'd be super. We all would be super excited if he could um, if he could sort that one and get get through the door. But um, I just want to say really quickly. Sorry, sorry, Chris. I was I was just going to say, mate. Just add, I've just wrote it in the chat. Then just imagine a fully flying, fully fit um, ASM on the left and the RB on the right. It, 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 it's a frightening Yeah, it, it really would be a, a frightening thought. And then you've got the pace and the creativity and the skill of Alexander Isaac, or the you know the, the the kind of the 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 experience and the know-how of Callum Wilson. Either one of them playing as the frontline striker, you, you've got you've got a striker there that could cause serious serious problems. Um, it's an exciting thought. Uh, but look, we'll get on to one or two of those players in a second. 350 in the chat. Thank you for coming and joining us on Loading Mac NFC. Um, if you haven't already, click the like button. We've not said it now uh, for the whole show until this point now. So if you haven't already and we're on the button, of course we are. Um, thank you for um, watching the show so far. If you haven't subscribed, we are less than 200 away from 6K. 6K, so come and subscribe to the channel. Uh, click the like while you're there. Um, Target boys, 400. Sound good? No, higher. Uh, 450 then? Well, then yeah. you've, you've, you've got to set your side tie. Of course. 450 likes. Come on. There's 360 plus in the chat. So we should get 360 just like that. And then anybody else that joins later on can click the like and get us up to that 450. Why not, eh? Why not? Um, I believe um, there is movement uh, because... Super chat received. I think we pressed it at the same time again, Chris. I'm pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I pressed it again. Um, I, I thought we did. But we've got, thank you, um, Colin. Uh, Cheers, Colin. Super chat. No question. You've got to put a question in column. We've got Robin on the show tonight, and you've not even put, given him a question for him to answer. Um, come on, uh, get your questions in um, at this point. Um, right, um, I think, have we got any questions in the chat we want to throw to Robin? Because I know um, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of hitting the hour mark. Yeah, there's a, a real good one uh, from Kevin T, actually. And I'll start this one because obviously we know uh, Robin's uh, like of uh, earning his base. He says, which two players would you recommend for as a number six and a left-footed winger from the league uh, I mean, uh, Turam's probably your best shout as a six. Um, just so so solid this season. We've already discussed him, obviously. Young um, and can do just about everything on the ball. Physically ready. Mentally, perhaps not quite so, but, you know, we're not looking at the next three, six months. We're looking long-term here, next three, four years. Um, so, yeah, I'd go Turam. Uh, left wing. Uh, he might be a guy we actually speak about later, but Bradley Barkala at New... At, um, Leon, uh, massively talented player. I, I guess we're going to go on to speak about him. Um, but those would be my two answers there. I'll speak more about Barkley later, no doubt. We'll get to it in just a second, definitely. One more question before we before we eventually get to that question. Yeah, another fantastic one here, actually. And it's from Nine Goals. It says, question for Robin. Um, did Premier League teams miss out on Ludovic Blas from none? Obviously, he's just signed uh, with Ron because, obviously, we discussed him last year on a transfer show, went to Ren on loan, and, obviously, the move, the move was made permanent today. 
So did, did Premier League teams miss out on them, in your opinion, Robin? In terms of actually interest, uh, not as far as I'm aware, but I mean, in, in terms of potential, yeah, there could be a player there that, that, that Premier League teams regret not going for. I mean, £12 million for a player of that standard is, is a steal. It's a real steal. Um, and he's such a talented, attacking, attacking, creative player. Um, technically gifted, can do lots with the ball. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, we could see him moving to the Premier League in a couple of years' time. Let's, let's say summer of 2025, would have been glad to make a, a move to the Premier League for 35 million euros, let's say. That's the prediction from here. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, look, let's get let's get down to it. Let's let's start talking French football. There's a number of players there that we want to talk about, and you've already mentioned him, Robin. Look, uh, it's a player that we in in the in the loaded uh, loaded gang know about really really well. We've watched him in the twenty ones as well. Um, it's funny because we we had a chat on and our chat over the weekend. Well, actually, it was before the weekend. Yeah. We were discussing two players from Leon, obviously, which Robin will know well. We were having little arguments who we prefer and stuff like. And it was, and, and obviously, we're not going to say who, but it was quite funny because it looked as though people had been reading our chat on Twitter, hadn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit with some of the things that were popping out there. But Bradley Bacola, just talk to us about him. How how good is his potential? And and you know, just just how good is he? Because he, for us, he, he he looks like an absolute superstar talent. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, in short. Uh, uh, he's obviously broken into the Lyon team this year properly. Um, he's a winger for, for those of you who haven't seen him. Um, and, you know, it's difficult to, un- to to overstate the impact he's had in a relatively short period of time. I mean, for those who don't watch Ligue 1, Lyon have been really pretty mediocre. And yet, Bradley Barkle is coming to the team as a 20-year-old. And he's just shone and just... Uh, uh, on such a regular basis. I mean, he only came into the team really when Laurent Blanc took charge just before uh, the World Cup. And he's gone. And he's played. He's played thirty-seven times. So he played all but one game in Liga. Scored five goals, created ten more. But you know, the the, the array of, of skill he's got is really pretty remarkable. And I think he was helped by the fact he was playing up front with uh, Alexander Lacazette last year. Um, they linked really superbly. Um, the understanding between the two of them was 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 immense, and uh, I think Lacazette's experience helped him. But uh, there's no doubt that Barcola has got so much talent himself. He's got the potential to go all the way to the top in the Premier League or or whichever division he chooses to play in. Super stuff. Uh, he's a player to look out for. We did say uh, we're Robin on the channel tonight that we would ask, not necessarily linked with Newcastle, but players that we know. That are very very talented um, that we'd love at Newcastle and, and ones to keep an eye on. Um, and look, Chris, all you can be very very happy. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, another one from uh, Leon, in fact, and League uh, and it's uh, Ryan Cherky. Um, Robin, talk to us about Ryan Cherky. Uh, he seems to have lit up the under 21s obviously before their their elimination, but. Um, we know that Chris has talked about him on the loaded chat uh, and what's lyrical about him and his potential. Um, how good is he? Um, and, you know, it looks like there are, there are some links there 
with potential clubs this this summer? Could he potentially leave this summer? Uh, well, first up, I have to admit that I've not actually seen any of the any of the under twenty ones because I've been away on holiday. So um, I've heard good things about Pau Cherky's performances, but I haven't actually seen anything of France's under twenty one displays. But you know, I can tell you about how he played in league on last year, and again, he was a player. I mean, he's only nineteen. There's been so much made of Cherky's talent for years now. Uh, we're we're going back uh, to sort of twenty nineteen. Uh, you know, for a long period. I mean, he came into the team as a 16-year-old, made an instant impact. I think it was uh, a Coupe de France match on his debut. He just showed some outrageous skills. Admittedly, this was against a part-time team, but, you know, to come in there as a 16-year-old and just, you know, do it with your chest chest sticking out and just, you know, taking the mick out of the opponents. It was it's really outstanding to see. Uh, and obviously, because he's had so much exposure in the terms of a media sense for so long. I mean, he was linked with Real Madrid as a 16-year-old. He's continued to be linked with Real Madrid since. There's been huge amounts made of him. And I don't think necessarily the, the progression in his games matched these links. However, what I would say is since January this year, he started to put it together a bit more. There's been a bit more end product about his game. I mean, we always talk about young players being inconsistent and perhaps lacking a bit of uh, consistency and, and you know a cool header in the box and Cherky he's still only 19 I mean and perhaps not for you guys but you know he's a guy that I've heard about for, for so long you kind of think he's sort of 22 23 uh, so you tend to forget he's still this young um, but yeah it, you know there's definitely been a, a notable improvement in his game over the course of the last six months if I was him I would stay at Lyon uh, obviously there has been this transfer links in part because, you know, of his performances in under twenty ones, uh, he's a player that the player people get excited about because, you know, he's happy to play, take players on, do flicks. You know, he excites the fans. He's one of these players that gets them out of their seats, uh, as the cliche goes. Um, so he's a player that's very sort of media friendly. I don't think his his game quite matches that at the moment, as I said. Uh, so if I was him, I would stay. At Lyon, and I can see him staying at Lyon for another year. He gets on well with Laurent Blanc, who's the head coach there at the moment. Um, but I can totally understand why there's links at the, uh, uh, presently. Uh, however, I think he'll be at Lyon for, for the season ahead. And I think if he progresses, as it looks like he might, over from what we've seen over the last six months, uh, I think it'll be a very big transfer story there for, for Cherky. And, and perhaps he's a, a player that could go to Newcastle. Interesting. Uh, are, are you happy with that uh, that, that feedback from Robin, Chris? Because I know uh, you're obviously a big fan uh, of Ryan Turkey. Yeah, Robin, Robin, Robin sucked the words out of my mouth actually. Because um, when he said about you know he's the kind of player that gets you out your seat, he, like when I saw clips of Ryan Turkey, it just brought me took me back all those years to when we had Hatton Ben Arthur, like. Just one of those players where he's on the ball and you just think anything can happen. Um, such such a talent at 19. What I want to ask you as well, Robin. I mean, I know you said it's probably unlikely if he was to go, but what, what do you think, ballpark, what do you think would be like a bid that would make Leon sit up and take notes? Like if, if someone was to bid for him, how much do you think, you know, he'd have to start at to even tempt them to sell him? I mean, that's an interesting question because Leon have actually got some financial issues at the moment. Uh, so they're not in the soundest financial 
uh, financial <laughs> suit, uh, not in the most sound financial position at the moment. Uh, so that could it could potentially mean that they would sell at a lower price. However, you know there's there's a bit of angst between the board and the fans, so it would be hugely controversial mm-hmm. if they were allowed if they were to allow Cherokee to go for for a steal. I mean, nineteen given his potential. It's difficult to say. Maybe twenty-five million, something around that figure. Um, I, I think you'd probably be steep for for what you would get uh, in terms oh, of right. where he is at the moment. Uh, interesting, though. Interesting. Good question. Yeah. When you said when you said that, Robin, I, I just saw heart emojis just pop up. Twenty-five <laughs> 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 million. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's a darling of the Leon fans because he's obviously come through the academy and, you know, he's got all these box of tricks. Uh, but I, I still think he needs to show a little bit more consistency. Yeah. We're, we're going to try and get through as, as much as we can. I know we've just gone over an hour. I don't know how much we've got, how much more time we've got with, with you, Robin, but this is fascinating to hear about uh, all, all, um, some of these players. Um just really, like, um, just whilst we're on, on the subject of a couple of these French players, Richie, I know, you, I know, you've been digging. Uh, so, so come and talk to us about about what, what you've well, found. Look, we 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 both, you know, obviously, the, the conversations so far is basically, you know, they've highlighted how good both these these young lads are, and I think one of the conversations that we had about it over the weekend was obviously. Bruno Guimaraes is going to know these two lads really well. Obviously, you know, it's only been eighty months ago since he left. So you'd hope you'd hope that there could be a possible word in the ear there if we were interested in that sort in either of them. Uh, I've got to agree with uh, Robin. I think Cherky probably needs another twelve months at Leon. Uh, obviously, he's a year younger than Barcola as well. Barcola is an exceptional talent mind. Um, you know, I've, I've actually got his. If you look at his stats from uh, from last year, um, bear in mind he only had fifteen starts uh, last year, and. Um, if I score through this, 15 starts and his, his goal contributions uh, in League A1 is just absolutely phenomenal. If 15 starts, he averaged 56 minutes per game. So obviously he's not even getting like a lot of full night. He's out there, but five goals and eight, so 13 goal contributions and 13 and 15 starts from a 20 year old who's, you know, he didn't. He only played twenty six out of the third. Is it supposed to be thirty eight? So he missed a third of the season as well. So if you actually add on that, what he could have, what what those totals could have been, you know, you start to think that's that's some phenomenal uh, figures that for a young lad still finding his feet. And when you look at him in the under twenty one uh, championship, he was fantastic. Uh, the build up play that he had with Shirky for the opener against uh, Ukraine was a fantastic goal. It was just when we talked about this in the chat as well. There was a lot. Of the the problem was there was a lot of. They wanted to walk the ball into the goal, and that was the and that wasn't off just off these two. There's, you know, there was uh, Guri as well who was playing up front. who was guilty of it quite a few times in that game. But I just want if you if you look at the actual stats and compare uh, Barcola to Almiron, um, I've got the picture here. It's loading up. Uh, my system's a bit late. Uh, yeah, it's all mate. It's all we can see. You. Look, that, that, that's obviously that's his stats last season compared to Miggy. Uh, and obviously, he's an established Premier League. Obviously, not, bear in mind that's Miggy's best ever season at Newcastle as well, and probably his best season at a, uh, at a league club full stop. And you can see a twenty-year-old how far he's ahead of him already he is, and he's only going to get better. Um, cream, by the way, 
Blockers. Yeah, Blockers in the green. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's, he's hands down. He, you know, my concern was what was his defensive side like? And he, he calls his, Miggy's defensive side, because we know, as we, we already touched on during the show, was that's an area which is a con for any winger comes in, you've got to be able to hard work and get and track back and uh, and help out the, the midfield and your fullback. And he does that already. But it's it's the green, the attacking uh, components of his game, which you can see his hand, head and shoulders above uh, Miggy Almiron. And for me, I, I, you know, I think, you know, it says there, uh, player value 15 million euros. I, I don't think I think you'd have to pay more to get him out of Leon now, if I'm honest with you. I think his contract's uh, three years left on it still. But you know, you could even put a double in it for 25 30 million euros for someone of that caliber. I believe you could probably get him over the line. I don't know if, if Robin would think that's a fair assumption, uh, on that sort of thing and, and what he cut or he thinks of those stats compared to, to Miggy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult to compare. Players who somebody who's played in league on to the Premier League because obviously they're against different defenders with a level difference naturally. But I totally agree with you in terms of Barkley's quality. I think um, you know he's only been in the team for eight months, but he already looks like a, a, a league on star. So I mean, at twenty years old, he's surely a player ready to take a step up. I agree with you. Fifteen million, uh, it just it's just not possible for for Leon to sell him for that. Um, if you double it. Again, yeah, possibly, um, in part because he's, he's he's not established. I mean, you know, he has had one good season effectively. Uh, let's see how he goes from there. But, you know, I, I, he'd be a player that I would be quite happy to take a gamble on. Um, for me, he was probably the breakout player of, of League on last season. And, you know, I, I think a Premier, League's gonna, Premier League team will take a chance on him sooner rather than later and probably reap the rewards. Do you think, Robin, then, that, in your opinion, do, would you say that Barcola is a safer bet than Cherry? Yes, um, I think he's he's already shown himself to be more consistent. Um, Cherry's talents off the scale. Uh, when he has a good day, he's unplayable. Um, but I think uh, I think Barcola, you're going to get more consistency from him, and I think you're going to get a consistent goal threat. I think you're going to get consistent assists, um, and I think he'll be a big a big player in the years to come. So there's there's shaky stats there just to compare to Bruno. Obviously, I've just because obviously you, you look at he's still probably our most creative midfield centre midfielder. Uh, obviously, not a, not the same direct role, but obviously this the same and it backs up what Robin says. Though we are talking league on here, not Premier League. Yeah, so obviously you don't know what that's going to be like if he came over at the Premier League. But they're still fantastic stats. You've got to look at for a 19 year old. They're saying 30, about roughly 30 million euros. For Shirky, you, you might that might be fair enough, or a little bit more than that, I don't know, but it's it's interesting anyway. Yeah, buddy. definitely. Um, uh, uh, there's look, there's so many other players we, we could talk about. Well, I'm going to try and streamline this because obviously we're we're we're, we're sort of running out of time with, with Robin. Um, uh, however, I just wanted to touch on one one more player, um, not linked with Newcastle, but had a really really good season at Long, and that's uh, Lois Appender. Uh, how good is this player? How good is his talent? And, you know, I know he's been linked with Leipzig recently. Can you see him moving this summer? Yeah, I mean, he's made it clear that he wants to transfer this summer. Um, and he's, he's really broken into the to the, uh, to the scene over the course of the last year in Ligue 1. He started off rather slowly. He, he joined uh, Longs from Club Brugge for about €12 million. Euros. Um but he's obviously been a, an absolutely key player as, as Longs have finished 
at second in the league onto PSG, which came as a massive surprise. And one of the the key facets of, of their success last year was the recruitment. Um, they're, they've signed players who have fitted in perfectly, who have you know hit the ground and done exactly what they wanted them to do. And Openda kind of fits this this bill. Um, he was a little bit slow at the blocks, but by the end of the season, he was probably the form form striker in Ligue 1, with the exception of Mbappe, although oh, I have to say, and, uh, say he's a very, very different player from Mbappe, but you know his goal contribution was right up there with, with the PSG man. Um, and I think that just shows you being able to live with a player of that standard is, is really pretty exceptional. And if he had played like that for the duration of the season, you know, Wallace might well have won the league. Uh, the fact that he didn't, well, you can't really, you can't really expect anybody to play at that level for, for so long. Uh, but uh, he, he, there's no doubt that he was one of the players of, of uh, 2023 in league on. And having made it clear that he wants to leave, I think we can see him going before the end of the transfer window, if, if not before the start of the league on season next month. Definitely have to keep an eye on that one. Um, another player that I think will we'll, we'll transition is into another conversation um, uh, this time to the Bundesliga is um, uh, it's a French player um, and it's Lovre Meyer. Um, this player has actually been linked with Newcastle in the Shields Gazette. They've talked about um, has potentially been interested. There are other teams, including Leverkusen, which brings us nicely onto the potential Bundesliga conversation that um, that have also been different. How good is Lovre Meyer? Um, a lot of people say he's kind of like the Modric regen. Uh, he looks like him. He's the same international, uh, sorry, nationality, uh, international teammate of him. Um, how good can he be? And, and, and it, you know, can you see him adapting to Premier League football if he wants to make the move? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's a player who models his game on... on, on Modric, he's, he's made it clear that Modric is his role model um, and he does play a very similar style of game, uh, obviously left-footed um, he plays for Ronks and he's he didn't actually have a very good season last year, uh, which is weird because he had looked so so good for the previous couple of years, um, he was a bit hot and cold struggled a little bit through injuries but for me he's, he's still a massively talented player He's one of my personal favourite players to watch in league on because of his poise in the ball, his technique, just the, the whole way he carries himself in the football field is absolutely gorgeous. Um, and absolutely, he'd be one of the players that uh, that I would like to see step up into the Premier League at some stage. And I think he can. Um, you know, he's already shown against Premier League opposition how good he can be. Um, I think it was the, the Europa League in, in 2020-21, I think he... He was instrumental as Dimeno Zagreb knocked out uh, Tottenham. It came back from 2-0 down in, in, the, in the second leg and knocked Spurs out. And he was absolutely outstanding in that game. So he's, he's shown he's got the capacity. Um, he needs to put together a better season. Uh, we might see him go to Leverkusen. Uh, it wouldn't entirely surprise me if, if Ren decided to sell him uh, purely off the back of last season's a little bit disappointing campaign. Uh, but he's certainly a player who, if he doesn't make a big step up this summer, uh, he could do in, in a year or, or two. Now, interesting, you mentioned Leverkusen because uh, we've talked about this on the Loaded Chat and we said, oh, OK, Levermeyer potentially going to Leverkusen. Could this mean 
that this player potentially becomes available. Um, and it's uh, Florian Wertz. Um, look, <laughs> we're, not say, we're not saying he's linked to Newcastle. He's a supremely talented player. We're not saying that right now. But uh, could it mean that he potentially moves on to another club? Who knows? But you know, what do you know about Florian, uh, Florian Wertz from, his, his, uh, from, from your, your perspective? Um, he, he just looks a, a supremely talented boy, like a generational talent. From from our point of view, and um, you know, could that could that potentially mean if Lovremeyer joins Leverkusen that that there could be a potential for him to move on? I would be surprised to be honest. I mean, uh, although although Meyer is a creative midfielder, he tends to do his best work from a deeper role. Uh, Verts is a, is a more attacking player, so I, I don't think it would mean that, or not directly anyway. And uh, obviously, Verts has been a a prodigious player, um, you know, he's somebody that's known about for two or three years now, has been linked with Real Madrid in the past and then obviously suffered this crucial ligament injury uh, at, at the end of, the, not last season, but the season before that and, and spent a little bit of time uh, recuperating last year. I think he missed around half the season and uh, even even in the second half of the season, he wasn't necessarily fully fit, um, but still managed to pr- produce six assists in the Bundesliga, which is, you know, Good going for somebody who's not played a lot, of, a lot of football. Coming back from a serious injury, still a young player, and I think it was perhaps its performances in the Europa League that kind of point to the fact that he is getting back to his very best. Um, eight, eight performances, eight appearances, three goals and two assists in that competition, which are pretty formidable numbers uh, for a young player. Uh, and obviously Leverkusen did well. They got to the uh, semi-finals before being knocked out by Jose Mourinho's Porto. But Wurz is, is a, a, another gorgeous player, another supremely talented player, and, and one that we're going to see make a step up. Again, perhaps not this year, but next year, I, I think it's, it's guaranteed that he'll leave Leverkusen. Interesting. Very interesting. A lot of people have uh, have asked about some of these players that were mentioned tonight. So whilst you're on it, it was a great opportunity um, to talk about some of these players, that's for sure. And Super Chat Shura- received. Super Chat received. Uh, you alerted to this one, Chris. I believe this is the correct one uh, from uh, Antoon Army. Thank you very much for your £5 donation. Cheers, Antoon. Hope you're all well. Another great show. Um, why are there lots of shows? To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the just survived in the chat. <laughs> oh, oh, he's in the chat. So Daz yeah. is responsible for that because Daz is going to be on holiday, uh, I think, over the next week. So um, there are a few placeholders just in case some breaking news kicks in with Newcastle that we're there ready to go. So that's why answers the question. Uh, but thank you for your five pound donation. Um, absolutely spot on as well. Um, I am wary of time with you, Robin, so I'm going to come to um, this question very, very quickly, if I can find it, um, on a certain player. Hold on a second. Um, Another link, potentially, with Newcastle. There has been a few links uh, in in, in the past few days, Um, and it's another French-based player from Monaco, uh, Yusuf Fafana. Um, do you see him being a player that's that, that could potentially come to Newcastle or even leave uh, Monaco? Um, how good is he, uh, and would he be a good fit um, for the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of the young players, particularly sort of defensive midfielders, do fit into the Premier League well because Ligue 1 
does kind of lend itself to the Premier League in that regard in terms of its physicality and, and the need for players to be uh, strong defensively and you know particularly a defensive midfielder like Yusuf Fafana who is broken into the France team and does look to be on his way from Monaco um, certainly would be a, an option to as an alternative to, to Turam. He's much more of an, uh, an orthodox number six in Turam. He's, he's much less of a box-to-box player. Uh, obviously, his strengths are typically defensive. Um, and it would be interesting to see him, how, how, how he develops. As I say, he's a player who could well fit into the Premier League because he's, he's so strong. Uh, and he's, he's a little bit more experienced than Turam as well in terms of his, his league on experience. So um, it would be interesting, yeah, for sure. Stuff. Last couple of questions from the chat before I let you go, Robin, because I know you, you, you've been on longer than anticipated. Mm-hmm. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, uh, what couple of questions have we got, Richie, from the chat that we can throw Robin's way? Uh, let's have a look. Foxy's got a good one here. Um, let's have a look. He's actually put a couple of them. I'll just go with both of his, actually, because they're, they're fantastic. Would have been, you can, uh, Lawrence have confirmed Colombian Oscar Cortez. Uh, they'll make a huge profit on him in the next couple of years. What's your, have you... Thoughts on that, uh, Robin? He's, he's actually a player that I don't know a whole lot about. I mean, as I said earlier, Lance's recruitment has typically been absolutely excellent. So, I mean, if a player goes to Lance, you can kind of get the feeling that uh, they're going to be a good player. They're going to develop. They've recruited previously from Colombia as well. Um, centre-back coach Facundo Medina has been linked to Manchester United in the past. Uh, was arguably the best centre-back in the whole league on last year in terms of his form his performances so you know I, I don't know much about Cortez but Lance's track record of signing players has been excellent and particularly Colombian players in recent years so uh, he's certainly one I'll keep an eye out for in, in the months and weeks to come Yeah, I'll just squeeze this one in for Will because obviously we'll talk about Lance here uh, we've discussed the pen there. We know all about Seca for Farnock because we've discussed him loads of times over uh, you know the, the full transfer show but Basically, Wills wants to know any other good players at Lons because of the, the fantastic season they had last year that you could possibly recommend? Yeah, I mean, obviously, goalkeeper Bryce Samba has broken into the France team. Um, so, you know, Newcastle aren't necessarily looking for a goalkeeper, I don't think. But, you know, a very, very solid goalkeeper. Um, Medina is another player that I mentioned there. Um, Kevin Danso, another centre-back, has been linked to Premier League clubs. He looks a player that's up and ready for the Premier League, another big, strong player, uh, very strong in the air. Uh, and, you know, Longs just keep producing players who are um, just fit into their system, which is very physical-based, very athletic-based. And, you know, when you see that sort of player, you, you tend to think that they'll be able to fit into the Premier League. Perhaps not a very top team, but, you know, somewhere in the... In, in the shake-up of, of uh, the English top flight, just about everybody the recruits could could fit in there. So I, I would say those three players are probably the ones that are most ready to break into the to the Premier League, with the exception, obviously, of, of Fofana. Um, but the, the, those are the guys, yeah. Um, Foxy's put a good one on here as well, another one. Um, do you see prospects... Desi, Desi Dewey from Rennes or Habib Diara from Strasbourg getting summer moves? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of chat about Diara. Um, he was a player that really exploded in the second half of the season, I think. Uh, Strasbourg mm-hmm. struggled in the first half and, you know, it looked for a while that they were going to be surprisingly relegated, but, you know, pulled quite comfortably clear in the end. 
and Diara was was one of their form players. Um, was used a little bit more further forward than they might have expected. Um, he he started out as a sort of central midfielder, but you know moved into a sort of almost hybrid number ten at the end of the season, and looked really exciting. Um, so he's certainly a player who could move. Albeit Strasbourg have just been taken over by uh, clearly Capital, uh, obviously on Chelsea. So their project is very much based around jungle players. Maybe that will have an impact. We will see. In terms of Dewey, um, yeah, he was one of the, the, the most exciting young players to, in the early part of the season. Kind of faded a bit. It showed a bit of a lack of consistency. I would be surprised if he moved at this stage. I think he could do with another year up at Wren. Um, but, you know, a move certainly possible because he did show enough to suggest that uh, he could have a, a future at the very top level. Um, there's one one here for you. I'll make it to your last question, Robert. Obviously, where we were both all aware of time. It's just an interesting one, obviously, on your thoughts because there's a lot of business done from the uh, league on to the Premier League. Um, and obviously, we know Bruno Guimaraes is not going to fall into this category, but he wants to know, in your opinion, who was the who's been the biggest flop that's moved from Lique onto the Premier League over the last few seasons? I don't think it's an opinion, I think it's a fact. It's Nicola Pepe to, to Arsenal. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, just so yeah, much, yeah. so much money. Um, yeah, it, it just, just not great signing. I have to say, I thought he would probably perform better than that than he has done at Arsenal. Um, but it, it's just not happened for him. Um, and even when he came back to, to France last year with Nice, he just looked. He, he didn't look like a, a an eighty million pound player. Uh, yeah, I, I can't see where he, where his career goes from here. Saudi Arabia probably. Mm. <laughs> Great shout. Robin, absolutely fantastic debut. Um, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Thank you very, very much for uh, coming and joining us on Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, again, just, just before you leave, um, do you want to plug where, where we can find you, uh, everyone in the chat that's watching the show live? Yeah, so you can find my work at footballtransfers.com. I'm the chief editor there. And my Twitter account is at rbernor. Um, so that's Twitter account and also Fred's as of today and you can see it right there um, on screen right now and uh, look it'd be amazing there's so many questions that we wanted to ask you that we couldn't get to because we've already gone over as it is right now but uh, it'd be great to have you on again um, later on in the window and of course um, uh, Ronan Murphy who's one of your colleagues who couldn't make it tonight because he was playing football um, but we'll arrange it uh, so we can make it as well and, and we can get you both on the uh, on on the show together um, if, uh, if you know you guys are available yeah that sounds good it's been great being here and uh, just give me a shout later in the window and hopefully we'll be able to sort something out perfect you take care Robin, um, great to have you on and uh, we'll speak to you very very soon Okay, cheers, guys. All the best. Thanks, Robin. Cheers, Robin. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank you. Great job, Robin, on the channel. Um, uh, brilliant, brilliant guest. There were great opinions on all things, whether it's Bundesliga or, or Liga. Uh, sorry if we didn't get your questions in. Um, we'll make sure we get him back on, uh, along with Ronan uh, Murphy as well, who specialises in Bundesliga and, and other leagues. Um, and we'll get all their thoughts together. But when, boys, are we done or? Or, or, or do you want to go on? There's more to talk about. So we, can, we, 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 we can do we can do another 10, 15, 20, can't we? Surely. <laughs> I love how you went 10, 15, 20. <laughs> <laughs> hour, three hour. 
I'll tell you what, Pete. Pete, we, we were up about half eleven all late, and then we'll let Chris continue. Eh? <laughs> I don't think Lee should be happy if I done that. I've got to yeah. be honest. I don't think that's what either. No, no. You don't want to go into me on away days, four hours. You don't want to go into a four-hour show. You don't want to do that. Um, however, we're not stopping there because nope. there's a player. Uh, there's a number of players that I want to talk to talk to you about. Um, but the one that we haven't talked about that also has been getting a little bit of traction here. It's bubbling under the surface. And I want to get your opinions on this. And it's not going away. And it's Harvey Barnes. Um, Harvey Barnes is continually being linked to, um, from Leicester to Newcastle United in a move. Um, uh, Mike McGrath uh, put that article out and said um, that Eddie Howe wants a left winger this summer. Um, and as Harvey Barnes in his sights. Um, also from The Guardian uh, as well, Newcastle leading the race to sign Harvey Barnes. Um, one or two other teams are in there as well. And of course, Chronicle Zone and friend of the channel, uh, Aaron Stokes, uh, saying tonight, Leicester playing hardball over Harvey Barnes, what's north of 40 million? Um, and asking the question, is he a luxury signing or not? Boys, I want to get your thoughts on this because it doesn't look like um, th this this link with Harvey Barnes is going away. It seems to be just constantly bubbling up there. What what do you guys make of the Harvey Barnes link that's um, that, that that's keeps hanging there, lingering like a bad smell? Well, to be honest, I hope it is a bad smell, and that's <laughs> about it. Uh, because no, look, you've got to be realistic. Like, look, yeah, yeah. The reason one of the re obviously we've had uh, Rob on the show and his his knowledge of Lee Kern and Bundesliga is fantastic, right? So, you know, you, you obviously we talk about the people who are linked from those leagues, and I think you could probably, and I think everybody in the chat would probably agree with us on this that the players that we've mentioned already from those two leagues, hands down, I think everybody would take them over Harvey Bonds. Now, I know there's been a lot of people who are advocates of Harvey Barnes to be a fantastic player. And Joe, as we said the other night, he does enhance the squad over some players we've already got. But is he that one that takes you to the next level after that? Um, so for me, yes, he's had big goal contributions compared to you know the, the, the four wingers that we've got. I think he is he, about 13 or 14, I think I saw on like day, behind the four wingers that we've got combined. But you've got to remember, obviously, he was playing in a team that had been uh, part of this this season, last just gone. Before that, he was uh, playing in a team that was doing really well, qualifying for Europe, having good runs on uh, in cups as well. Um, you know, uh, and Ayanachu, um, Dakar, Vardy, Madison were all fit as well and scoring as well. So when you've got those people around you, you are going to have uh, good assists. You are going to have good finishing and stuff like that. So... Yes, he's probably upgrades on them, but as I've said, you want to have someone that's going to take you to the next level. We're talking Champions League now, consistent. And at this moment in time, Harvey Barnes is a fringe England player. You know, he's not in regular squads. He makes the odd one if someone's injured and stuff like that. Whereas if you had, say, Musa Diaby coming in, who's an established French international, uh, Champions League experience with obviously Bayer Leverkusen, uh, came to the ranks at PSG, so he's used to playing football the right way. Obviously, way that we're starting to play out football over the last eighteen months. And um, for me, there's no question where you know if you look at the similar sort of figures, possibly a little bit less even for Musa Diaby than Harvey Barnes. If Leicester want to play, really play hardball with you, 
Uh, for me, there's only one way you look. If, Diab- if the Diaby deal gets d- can get done, you do it. End of. Yeah. Chris, your thoughts on Harvey Barnes? You a similar mindset as, as Richie, or is there a different spin on this with regards to Harvey Barnes? I, I, you know, 13 goals, one assist, 14 goal contributions in a season in which he was relegated from the Premier League isn't bad going. And I think the season before when we talked about him, I think he had 23 goal contributions the season before, including the Europa League as well season or Europa Conference season uh, that he had. Not bad going for two seasons. Now, do you know what? His, fi- his, figures, stack up, his figures stack up. Um, you know, his figures are impressive. And I think, I think Richie hit the nail on the head. You know, when you compare him to our current wingers, um, Harvey Barnes is probably an upgrade, um, but I just I don't know. I just think um, I just think that I'm kind of sold now on Diaby um, or Diaby or however however you say it. I don't know why I said Diaby. Um, <laughs> I think I think he. Somebody in the chat said it. I can't I can't see who said it, but somebody in the chat said, um, "Do do we need the left winger?" Probably, probably not. I, I think it is a predominant right-sided um, winger, and Harvey Barnes is left-footed, isn't he? I, I just don't. I just don't think I'd, I'd like to see an out-and-out right winger come in for me. Um, you know, if we need someone to play in the wing, it's that right wing position, and then obviously you've then got a question as to whether or not you know Murphy goes, whether Miggy goes, because then I think if we did bring in another winger, I think we're a bit top heavy in the winger position. Um, yes, Ryan Fraser's going to go, but he was you know uh, removed from the squad last season, so I don't think he comes into it. I do think that even Miggy or Murphy would go. But interestingly, why I paused a little bit is because I thought it was time for a little bit of a comparison. Um, so I did a quick comparison then while Richie was talking, and um, the green is Harvey Barnes, and the blue is Muta Diaby. Ooh, question for you boys. That's a question for you. Um, so green is green is uh, Harvey Barnes, and blue is Muta Diaby. I didn't think it would be that conclusive if I'm honest. Um, yeah, that that kind of backs up what I'm what I'm thinking. I I, I think Musa Diaby is far more direct. Harvey Barnes, as a, as I've just said, like his his numbers and his figures are, are good in the Premier League, especially for the poor performance sides such as Leicester last season, which you boys mentioned. But I just feel like I feel like Diaby. He's, he's I think he's more direct. I think he's getting those crosses in from the wing, and I think he'll be more consistent. My my issue when I saw Harvey Barnes last season was there was moments where you know. Or a brilliant goal, and you'd be like, "Bloody hell!" And then I'd watch Leicester other times, and you just wouldn't wouldn't see him. You just just didn't stand out. And for me, that was a concern. Um, whereas whenever I saw Musa Diaby, you knew he was on the pitch. Um, so I, I I I'm all in on Diaby now. And these reports, like I had a big grin on my face before. These reports were uh, great to see. Great to see because uh, I think if we get him. You know, fans have been losing the minds, or opposition fans have been losing the minds over there, over Tenali. I think they'd lose it even more over Diaby. Yeah, Mark Todd just put in their sofa score, uh, Diaby Barnes. Oh, did it? Oh, did it? It's there. <laughs> it's there. It's there. Um, we don't mess around on learning my game. FC. It's already there. The comparison in in, in that. But I agree with you, Chris. Um, the the Tenali deal that's out there. 
Um, opposition fans have been losing their minds off the back of this. They are trying to play this down and question mark the Tanai deal any way, shape or form. But the Diaby deal, that is the, that is, that's going to be a double whammy because they are not going to like that at all. That's going to show the really, really, really mean business. Now, Arsenal were heavily linked with him earlier on in the summer and they were almost rubbing their hands together, getting excited on the back of getting Diaby. If we get him... They will know that they've missed out on a on a quality player. But um, yeah. as well as that, there's been people in the chat, one or two, put in there. So you know, if we get Harvey Barnes, you know, you trust uh, anyhow. If, he, if that's who he wants, we trust him. We get behind him. I'm sure we're yeah. all all three of us on the panel tonight would would yeah. be right behind uh, Harvey Barnes if he signed for Newcastle. But we all agree, and we've all said that Musa Diaby is just that level of work and two years younger. So, you know, it, it's kind of a no-brainer. Do, do you invest another 10, 10 million in a player that's two years younger and is a level higher? Uh, I, I know I would. Uh, but um, it, it's, like I say, it, it's about what's out there and, and how we get the deal done. I believe that we have a new member. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Uh, Nick Allison. Thank you very much, mate. Much appreciated. Cheers, Nick. Thank you, mate. Welcome to the loaded family. Um, welcome to the madhouse. Loads, uh, loads of ultras, apparently, Pete. Loads of ultras. Oh, yes, loaded ultras, yeah. Loaded family, the loaded ultras with the ultras. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, uh, welcome to the to, to the ultra family, should we say? Um, yeah. it is a madhouse, but you'll love every second of it, and um, that's for sure. Um, okay, uh, now we've talked about the attacking players, there is a position that we still need to get filled, in my opinion, and I'm sure your opinions as well. And we haven't really talked too much about left-back. So, like, Richie, there's a player that you came across and you thought, oh, that, that would be an interesting deal. Um, talk to us about him. Well, obviously, if anyone who does, doesn't know already, uh, or was new to the channel and missed it last, uh, a few weeks ago, we did a, a trilogy, a left-back trilogy on players who we thought would be fantastic additions to the team. Obviously, we know one of them, Mitchell Backer, is on his way to Atlanta. Uh, he's for, for what literally is a snippet. Uh, I think it's eleven million, including add-ons. Really, you know, you start to think if, wow. if Newcastle aren't pulling the trigger on a deal like that, then there's got to be something already in the pipeline. Obviously, Kieran Tini we discussed as well, and you know, we going off reports today. He's, he's due to sit down with Mikhail Arteta and uh, discuss his future. Uh, what's going to happen? Is he is he going to get game time, or is he going to be looking to move on to? That could be something to watch for in uh, the next few days as well, guys. Uh, obviously, we did a fantastic uh, show on Border Saucer as well. When obviously, when you did the comparisons of the three, was the most attacking left back that we actually had. That was more like for like what you would get from Kieran Trippier on the other on the on the other side, because obviously, there's not many fullbacks like Kieran Trippier out there. And obviously, when you we put all the 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 stats out, the amount of Running, he doesn't cover him defensively as well as getting forward, and the you know the assists and the creativity. There's not many that are up there with that that sort of caliber. So we're doing a bit just like just you know you start to think there's got to be somewhere out there if you you know you do scout and stuff like that. And then I'd actually done a little bit of digging around, found this guy because obviously he came through uh, the ranks at Man City before moving on to his current club Leipzig. Now he was on loan at Hoffenheim last year, so. Obviously, Hoffenheim weren't obviously as great as Leipzig, um, and he's he had his contract a few weeks ago, 
you know, they, they, they put, had, had a contract coming in, or he had a two additional years to put on. Now, obviously, what they've done, what uh, Leipzig have done is they've triggered the additional two-year option so that it protects their investment. But to be fair, the, the cost you're probably looking to get, to get him out of here, you're probably looking at about under 15 million euros. Um, he's a guy called uh, Angelino. Um, as I said, he came through Man City, Spanish international. He's 26 years old. And there was actually this bit of info that came out. Now, this guy has... He's brought in some good bits of news and stuff uh, over the summer. Um, apparently, he's got a 20 million release clause, but as I said, you know, 15 million euros. Um, it could be something where you look at uh, a loan with an option to buy and stuff like that. So, you know, he's obviously not got uh, a future, a long term future at, at Leipzig. And then the reason why I want to look at him is because obviously he knows he comes through at Man City. And the, we all know the academy at Man City is absolutely fantastic. Some just don't get go through to make you've got to remember you had Kolarov, you had Zinchenko there, you had Cancelo. All these were guys who were established at nationals in front of him. But all I want to do is obviously I want to I, I compare you. Obviously, we've done a lot of sofa score, and like people obviously have asked in the chat, it's sofa score to football app, but they do fantastic in-depth stats on players as well, and you can compare them with others. So what I want to do is I want to show you a comparison of last. Now, bear in mind, he was at Hoffenheim, who aren't to the same level. I think anyone will know aren't the same level as Leipzig. The, the football, standard of the football isn't as good. The calibre of players isn't as good. So this is the lifeline, but it, it does highlight his attacking stats going forward. Now, when we did all the the, um, the stats of the, with the other trilogy, there was only Borna Sauce that really came close to Kieran Trippier. But obviously, that was with, as I said, that that's with Hoffenheim last year, who aren't great. What I want to highlight is I want to highlight what he's capable of when when Leipzig were firing and he was firing. And it's only a couple of years ago, but if you look at the stats here between Angelino and you look at Trips, there's not far some nothing far off between the two of them. Now to get two like for like fullbacks. Now bear in mind, Angelino's probably more of a left wing back rather than a left left back. But that's you know you, you start to think is 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 Trippier really a right back or would you class him as a wing back the way he goes forward as well? So that's why a lot of people haven't really compared Angelino's stats because they don't really class him as a left back. To me, you know, yes, Trippier is a right back, but he plays more as a right wing back. He likes to get forward. He's creative. And the, the intelligence between the two of them, you can see they're pretty much like for like comparison there. Trip is a little bit more defensively sound, but only just. But was everything that else, years ago, Richie. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. So there's it shows you the like fight. So you know that that's there. He's got the cable. He's come as I said. He come through the, the Man City Academy, so you know he's going to be brought brought up playing football the right way. Which obviously we know that um, Eddie Howe you know took a lot of time looking at Pep Guardiola uh, when he had his you know his uh, his time off between the Bournemouth job and taking the Newcastle job. And he's looked at players like, and for me, this is this is the one guy that you, you're realistically it wouldn't, because I said it wouldn't cost a lot. They're quoting say ten million euros there, but I think you know twelve to fifteen million really is a realistic fee for someone who's twenty six, still got his good years ahead of him. You're not breaking the bank with him. I just I just think it's someone that you could consider as a, as a that nobody's really discussed in for Premier League. But as I said, he's come through a Premier League academy. It just seems to be someone that has it on the radar but could really, really do a good job for Newcastle. I don't know what you two lads think. Chris, what are your thoughts? Angelino, I, I, I know about him. I, I'd seen him. He had, he had a couple of stints um, uh, or a couple of appearances at, 
uh, Man City. Uh, he does look at, he does look a talented player. Going back two years, what what Richie said when, when he when he was playing a regular Leipzig, he was a talented boy. But, but what are your thoughts about what what you saw in terms of the comparisons? Yeah, I mean the the comparisons stack up nicely, don't they? And you know he's he's what six years the junior of Trippier, um, and as Richie said, you know coming into his prime and. For that kind of for that kind of price, you, you can't knock it, can you? And if he's 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 trained under the likes of Pep Guardiola, he's played at Man City, big club. Obviously, Premier League experience will be settled in England. Far far, uh, you know, far worse signs out there. Um, so yeah, I've, and and I know I know on uh, on FIFA he's quite uh, quite rated quite highly. He's eighty three on FIFA. That's always there. Uh, we go. Get him signed then, Chris. He's good on FIFA. Yeah, 80, 83 on FIFA. You know what I mean? That's not that's not bad. And Chippy is eighty four. Um, so yeah, there's you know if if he was if you could bring him in for like a reasonable fee, you you could argue he's he's a good upgrade on the likes to say Matty Target. I mean, imagine imagine if we were to bring Angelino in for 15, 15 million euros, which is probably like what twelve million something like that, and then you sold Matty Target for eight million. Your outlay is basically like four million. To be fair, you might be able to, because of how much what we paid fifteen million for Target. You could you could perhaps get twelve million back to cover the yeah. cost of the deal. Full stop. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, the, the, there'd be a lot of clubs interested in Matty Target because it's not to say he's a bad player. He's a good, solid Premier League player. And there would be clubs interested in him, I think, if we if we said that, you know, he was available. Um, so you're right, Rich, yeah, 10, 12 million, maybe 15, who knows? Um, because he, he knows the league and he, he, he he's never he's never really let us down, has he, uh, Matty Target? You know, he's had a couple of moments where, like, you know, you think, oh, could have done better. But, you know, good, solid professional, keeps himself out of trouble. Um, and he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be a good signer for, you know, most Premier League clubs from, say, the middle downwards. Um, I think, you know, I think I think some clubs would definitely be interested in him. So if you were to swap someone like Angelino, who, you know, is uh, experienced all around Europe, played in the Premier League as well. Um, great age. I think I think we're sort of fine saying great age at 26, aren't we? We, yeah. have we can have that. Yeah. As Pete always says, as Pete always says, you'd be happy to be 26 again. Oh, what too late. Too yeah. Great days, great days, great days. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, absolutely. But you, you look at it, and um, to be fair, I th- I'm pretty sure Target is 26, 27. So there was there was similar range. Um, and you know, you look at Angeli, Angelino. He got nine goals. He, he got nine assists last season from a left back. That's that's fantastic. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're playing at Hoffenheim, Leipzig, or Newcastle. Nine assists from left back. Superb. You, you would take that all day long. Um, yeah. me, More than if our left backs have the last few years. Exactly. Uh, for yeah. me, I would take him ahead of target all day. Uh, you, he's he's the kind of guy that you probably want to play in the Champions League to get forward, bomb forward, and create problems um, at home under under the lights at St James's Park. He would be a great addition. There's no doubt about it. Um, but that's just that's just one player that we've identified. Like, let's say, uh, Richie had noticed that there might be a uh, potential to get him on the cheap. It'd be a great deal. There's no there's no doubt about it. And and look, we are still looking for that left back. There's still a conversation out there for um, the the left back position. So look, let's let's wait and see. Will Angelino suffer Newcastle? We don't know. But but if it if it does pop up pop up or, or come about potentially. Well, you'll be coming right back to Lady Mag NFC because we'll be talking about it, that's for sure. But um, I'm looking at the chat right now and I'm uh, on my phone, I'm seeing there's 187 likes, but we've got over 300 in the chat. Come on, what is going on right now? 
everybody. Every takes not, it takes Come nothing to like, to like to put the like button. Just click the like button. Come on. You know it makes sense. And while she's there, subscribe. I've had 10 subscribers um, plus already now um, uh, new subscribers. We are less than, what, 190, 180 away from 6K. Come and get us to 6K as soon as possible. Anyone that's watching the chat and watching the show tonight, make sure you get us to um, to there as soon as possible. Um, get us there because, you know, getting us to 6K will, will take us on to the next milestone, that's for sure. Um, other players, other links that are there uh, that we can talk about, there's, there's lots of others. Um, but there's one, again, another one that, we, that we've... That we like quite a bit that, that we've talked about. Um, Chris, I know we've talked about him a lot. I'm not linked with Newcastle, but we'd love him as a potential signing. And it's it's this guy, it's uh, Morgan's Gibbs White. Um Forrest Watcher said they've got no intention of selling Morgan's Gibbs White, uh, but his price tag would be close to treble digits if England midfielder were to leave the club. I don't believe that. I know Jack Talbot wrote the article. I don't believe that. Um, uh, and we've had a conversation on Morgan's Gibbs White, but how good do you think Morgan's Gibbs White is um, uh, as a player? What have you seen? What have you what have you observed of him uh, and what he's done for Forest and England in the twenty ones? You know, and what can he bring to Newcastle? Is this to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, I, I think um, <laughs> I, he's far better than what I gave him credit for. Um, obviously, I saw him breaking through at Wolves, and he looked a good player. And I think, I think most most people uh, or most Premier League fans of opposition clubs were all going, "Why have Nottingham Forest paid all that money for him?" Um, and Pete, we thought, didn't we, that the deal was around 40, 50 million, but it turns out it was twenty five. I think you said this, didn't you? Twenty five rising up to that. Um, so whether whether Forest will ever see that, I don't know. I suppose it depends on how they do. Maybe maybe we'll they'll have had to pay Wolves some money because they've stayed up. I imagine that would have been one of the one of the factors. But um, yeah, he looks a real talent, and I think I think the reason that we've all naturally kind of looked at him and thought, Ooh, you know, he'd be all right for Newcastle, in the fact that he's played so well for the under twenty ones next to Anthony Gordon up front, and mm-hmm. he just gives you that extra option, doesn't he? I mean. Predominantly, I think he's a number ten, but he he's he's one of those players, isn't he? Where if you play him anywhere across the forward line, which I think Forrest have done this season, you know, he's I think he's played on either wing. He's plays in you know the number ten behind the striker. England have been playing him up top with Gordon, um, so he, he gives you a lot of options. And I suppose um, you know he, he's a he's a player that. I think he's still really young, isn't he? Is it is Morgan Gibbs White about 21, 22? I think he, I think he's similar. I think he's a similar age to Gordon. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a young young lad, and you know he looks like he's got all the potential in the world. Um, so he, he's he, you're right, Pete. He's not been linked with us, but I know a lot of Newcastle fans have been sitting up and going, "Oof, actually, um, he was a he was a big reason why Nottingham Forest stayed in the league last season." I think Brennan Johnson got a lot of the attention, but Morgan Gibbs White made them tick. Uh, you know, those penetrating runs, he picked the ball up in the middle of the field and he'd drive the team forward. Um, he, he's loads and loads of talent, bags of talent. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he was um, on the list because, you know, he, he t- as I say, he ticks a lot of boxes and he would be a player, I think, if we if we could maybe tempt him out of Forest. Um, Pete, you said, you said privately, didn't you, that I think if a Champions League club comes calling, I think Forest would struggle to keep hold of him. 
And I think anywhere in the region of 40 to 50 million would get Forrest, get Forrest considering it, most certainly. I, I Honestly, I think if Newcastle comes calling, I, I think he pushes for a move. Um, I, I don't believe he would be happy to just sit at Forrest and fight a potential another relegation when he's got the opportunity to play Champions League football. If Champions League football is there available to him, I think Forrest, I think he pushes for a move and Forrest go, you know what, Champions League football, fair enough. And I think they do a deal, potentially, for Morgan Gibbs-White. And yes, the initial deal was 25 million, rising to 42. I think the highest, the highest clause in his contract is um, 10 million. So you're looking at 35 million um, for the, mo- the most realistic and the highest clause that's in his contract. I think mm-hmm. there's other ones in there that are not necessarily realistic, but the, the highest one is 10 million. So the most you're looking at in terms of a value currently is 35 million. I think if you put 35 million on the table for Morgan's Gibbs White, I think that is something where Forrest turned around uh, and Morgan's Gibbs White turns around and says, look, I want to go. Like let's let let's sort something out, and I think that potentially happens. Mm. He's a surprise package. Um, I remember one of my really good friends, um, who's a Sheffield United fan, talking about how good he was alone for them in the Championship season. He was unreal for them before Forrest signed him, um, and they uh, and, and and my mate Craig he, he, he bigged him up and said he's he's a super talent. Really, really super. They were gutted to 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 not be able to hold on to him because he was a big reason why they made a push um, for promotion that season. But Forrest snapped him up, and he's been great for them. And he's got better and better as the season's gone on. It's almost like he's got that air of confidence about him. But then he's doing it in, in England under twenty ones, and you think he, he he for me at some point next season will be looking at an England call up. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've talked about Joe Willock, for example, getting something similar. I do see them directly fighting out potentially for an England call-up, potentially together. Um, mm-hmm. Could well be the future. Um, uh, who knows? Similar age, um, great age. I think he's 23 years old. Great yeah, age. 23. Um, so I think there's a real potential there. Um no real links, but the but there is potential. And um, it, Foxy put in there, I saw this uh, a minute ago, the amount of people that laughed at his transfer to Forest. The add-ons made the price look more worse than it really is. And to be fair, I fell for that because I thought it was about forty. Yeah, I did. I did. Wow! Yeah. But to yeah. see it was only twenty-five is is is, is um, an absolute steal um, for what he's produced this season. That's for sure. But yeah, Morgan's Gibbs White. Early my game FC have uh, talked about him. We'll keep an eye out. We'll see if anything moves on him um, uh, for sure. Um, I'm not going to talk about this for long. Um, Conor Gallagher fading uh, moves to Newcastle as England international eyes Chelsea stay. I'll be honest, I don't really care. Um, uh, Let him stay there. Let him stay. Uh, I, I don't care. Richie, do you care about Conor Gallagher coming to Newcastle? No. <laughs> Uh, good. <laughs> Tenali Gallagher. Exactly. You can't really have them in the same conversation, can you? To be fair, no, no, no definitely not. And you know what? I'm just going to delete that now because uh, <laughs> I never want to see that again. Uh, the, only time, the only time Gallagher gets put in our uh, brand thing again, Pete, is for Chelsea, you weirdies, and that's it. 
<laughs> Great show. Chelsea yeah. Raiders with Lewis. Uh, Lewis Carefree. Um, no doubt he'll be on the channel as well. Interestingly, mm. ASM to, to Marseille. He's been linked with Saudi. He's been linked with AC Milan. Like, well, like I want to get the, I want to get this out of here for you guys because there's a lot of rumblings going on about a, uh, ASM uh, and the old keyboard <laughs> style. Like, what, 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 in your opinion, is your thoughts on ASM? What's going to happen with him between now and the start of the season? Are you, are you in the middle? Or are you one way or the other in terms of he's going to be sold? He's going to stay? It just seems to be changing one day to the next. Like. Chris, what what are your thoughts on on ASM right now? Do you know what my feelings are quite um, quite simple now? I think I, I I saw the tweet the other day that he posted um, of him in his black and white gear, and he's you know he's got his zipped mouth and his dove and stuff like that. And for me, I think he's going to stay. Uh, the only way he gets out of Newcastle is if uh, <laughs> the only. <laughs> The, only way. the dance emoji. Yeah. <laughs> He's buzzing. He's buzzing. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, sorry, mate. The only the only way I think ASM leaves Newcastle is if a silly Saudi big comes in uh, for 40 million plus. And then I think then the club would go, Do you want to go? And if he says yeah, he'll go. Um, I don't think we're actively looking to get rid of him. I don't think we need to balance the books in any way. And I, I think I said this to you boys the other night. I think I think ASM's probably got a European price and he's got a Saudi price. Mm. Um, and for the price that we'd want for ASM, which would be north of 30 million, I struggle to see any European club paying that um, based on the figures. I mean, we talked about Harvey Barnes before, didn't we? Now, mm. for me, ASM's got a far bigger ceiling than Harvey Barnes. But if you look at the stats... It's night and day. Harvey Barnes assists goals, and that's in a, a, a poor performing Leicester team. Alan St. Maximum hasn't got those stats. Now, we know it's not all about stats, and we know what Maxi can bring to the table um, when he's in form, when he's at it, when he's fully fifth. But ultimately, clubs will look at that and when they're negotiating with us and go, mate, we're not going to pay more than 20, 25 million for him. Look at the figures. And then it's at that point, I think we go, well, we're not selling then. Um, we we know what he can bring, and I think in this Champions League season, uh, he he could be the difference maker. If he makes that difference in that one game and it gets us through to the next stage, was it worth keeping him? Of course it was. Um, and he 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 will frighten any defender in Europe. We know that. Um, on his day, Saint Maximin is unplayable. We we need to see more of those days. Granted, but I I think it would take an offer of forty million plus, and the only way that we get that offer is if someone from Sarsi comes in and bids for them. And then I think the club will say to Maxi, do you want to go? We, we want you to stay, but if you want to go, you can go. And it's whether or not he wants to go and join that Sarsi revolution or not. That, yeah. that That's how I see it. Richie, have you got a different spin on it with ASM? Have you got a different opinion of, of what's likely to happen with him? It's a, it's a difficult one because, you know, when we did squad game last year, you know, it was... We all felt that he had twelve months to prove himself under the for the under the Eddie Howe project, and to be fair, he had, he's, you know I, th- I think he'll probably himself be disappointed with his return. Uh, you know, from the last season, he, you know, he's got a fantastic goal start the start the season against Wolves, and that was his only goal all season. Uh, so, you know, you went you, you do expect more goals from Alan Sam Maxwell. 
Um, yes, he I think he assisted five or six. Um, but as we've discussed already with other people in other when we've been looking at targets to come in, those sort of figures, you know, when you when you combine ESM, Anthony Gordon, Miguel Moron and uh, Jacob Murphy, you combine them fought, fought together over the last couple of seasons and you know, Harvey Barnes has nearly equals the, the lot of the, the four of them. It's it, it highlights the problem and like you know, we, we we didn't score as many goals as Arsenal and Man City this year. We yes, we had our goal difference was good because we had a fact we had the best defensive record in the Premier League. I think if you look at the stats today, I think we missed or I read this tweet today, we, we hit the woodwork the most in the Premier League this season with twenty six and we missed sixty three chances, like good goal scoring chances, which you should be putting away. And I think that highlights what we've been saying, and I think that Yes, he's been that maverick. We all love him. We will always love ASM, no matter what happens. It's, I don't know, as you say, it, I, you, you know, there's been rumours of Everton and Spurs in the Premier League, but it's like, would you get the money you wanted for ASM from the Premier League squad? Obviously, you're not going to get a really decent fee going from Marseille because they're not like, you know, the, the, the amount of cash they've got is not phenomenal. Yeah. Um, for me, I think you either sell it with Saudi, as Chris said, for the ridiculous Saudi money, forty odd million or plus, or he stays. Mm. I, I think that's how it's going to be. I really do, because as we all know, on on his day, he can be unplayable on his day. And as Chris said, you know, if you're looking at in, in a Champions League game and you brought him off the bench, do you know what I mean? And the, the fullbacks going to absolutely hate it. Do you know what I mean? Come on the bench and you think, oh god, he's got, he, I've got him running this for the last 25, 30 minutes. What, what am I gonna do? I'm already knackered or whatever. And he would embrace Champions League night at St. James's Park. He would he's just we we always know if you look, we've said it ourselves. If you go back to the the gate when he had the game against Man City, the start of the season, first, second home game of the season, he was in unplayable. Kyle, Kyle Walker couldn't get near him. So on as we're saying, on his day he can do it. So that's why I think I, I just I can't see us selling them to a Premier League club. There's nowhere in Europe that can really get the money that we'd really want for him. I think it would have to be a Saudi bid that would come in, and as long as you you, you pretty much turn around and you you replace him on top of what we already need, then you would let him go. But... Yeah, you you're absolutely right. You look at the, the Man City, Liverpool, Man United. And there's a couple of other games in there as well. Um, not as many games as you'd want for him to play well, but all of them are big teams, and he's and he's produced good performances in all of them. Um, so, yeah, you, 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 it, it does it does kind of make sense. I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's really interesting because we talked about this on our, our, um, our I think I think it might have been on Tuesday we talked about this. Is that Eddie Howe? has come out in, in in one of the articles the other week and said that he, you know, he it's all about ASM. If he wants to go, he'll go. If he wants to stay, he'll stay. It seems like Eddie Howe wants him to stay. But that's not what we've been told for the last year from a lot of journalists that have been adamant that he's not an Eddie Howe type player and Eddie Howe doesn't want him and wants him sold. That's not what we've been told in the last two or three weeks. And that actually those same journalists are now saying that Eddie Howe wants him to stay. 
So, you know, it's kind of like we don't know where we're at as a fan base. We don't know whether Eddie Howe wants him, whether whether Eddie Howe doesn't, because we've been told lots of different things over the last year. Um, we don't know whether ASM wants to stay. We don't know whether he wants to go. People are going on about his social media and saying he needs to stop putting his social media out, blah, 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 blah. He did the same last summer. He was he was putting out videos of him running up and down hills on his holidays. I think it was in Greece last summer. He was doing exactly the same. There's no difference. Um, people forget that he, this is just this is part of um, Alan Zet Maxman, and, and there was pictures of him uh, with his obviously his, his designer gear on, blah blah blah, and people were getting on at him on the back of that because he was putting out pictures and putting out cryptic messages. But what was interesting is that the stuff that they're putting out about ASM, they're putting it out, but he was doing it for promotional purposes, for the gear that he was promoting. It wasn't necessarily Newcastle, but it was promoting his gear um, that he's been sponsored by, that a lot of players are sponsored by. So it's one of these things. Sometimes we read too much into these things. Sometimes we think everything's football-related. Sometimes it's not. Look, it is what it is. Whatever happens, if he gets sold, he gets sold. If he stays, he stays. I think pockets of Newcastle fans, um, large pockets, will be happy either way. But, Chris, sorry, what were we going to say? No, no, I was just going to say, mate, do you think, and Richie as well, do you think if we sign, and it's an if, we don't know, but if we sign Moussa Diaby, do you think that that encourages Alan Simaxman to stay at Newcastle? Given that Moussa Diaby is an established French international, and he knows that the you know the French manager will be wanting to watch um, Moussa Diaby, and he'll take more interest in Newcastle, and no doubt he's probably struck up a pretty good relationship with Diaby. I imagine he knows him. Um, do you think that in any way would encourage him to stay even more? Um, Richie, what what do you think? Sorry, Sorry I was reading the chat. You left. If you want to go there, Pete, it's fine. I was just. The, the one thing I'll say is that Alice at Maximum will not play for France under Didier Deschamps. No, no, no. Didier Deschamps will not, will not pick him. Didier Deschamps was exactly the same with Hattin Ben Arthur. And they had a fallout, which, 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 um, uh, at Marseille, which is why he came to Newcastle, because they had a big fallout. Didier Deschamps doesn't like flair players, he likes players that fit into a system, which is why Moussa Zizoko played for France for so long. Um, so for me, Alison Maxman doesn't play for France while Didier Deschamps is still manager. It's as simple as that. So it doesn't matter whether Diabe comes to the club or not, nothing changes. Um, what I will say is, is that if Moussa Diabe comes to the club, one of those wingers has to leave. It's as simple as that. Gordon's not going to leave because he's a newly signed player. Do we get rid of Murphy? We could potentially cash in and get some money for him. Um does Miggy leave? We've talked about it before. Does ASM leave? Quite possibly. Um, Joe Linton's not going anywhere. He can play on the left as well. One of them, I do believe, has to leave because I think we've, they've got too many wingers. So I think if we're going to get one in of significant quality, one has to leave. Um, who that is, I think that's up for up for debate and, and speculation, really, because uh, I just think we'll have too many going into a going into a. Um, a a Look, boys, I am wary. We've gone two hours, ten minutes. It was just, not. I was going to say, I just wanted to. It's not any other but but it does have links, and I wanted to bring up this topic because 
a certain uh, BT Sports pundit, Rio Ferdinand, put a tweet out there. And I don't know whether you guys saw this. And I just wanted to get your thoughts because I thought it was very, very interesting. He called out Jamie Carragher uh, in this. <laughs> obviously, you know, he, he, probably, he proper went for a minute because he basically called him out for going quiet on Saudi Arabia now that Stevie Gerrard's off to, to Saudi because obviously he called all the players for going over there. The Premier League had to do something about it because it was ruined football. You know, you were strengthening some players with all the overpriced fees and stuff like that. But his best mate who he used to carry his bag and do his boots for at, uh, at Anfield is now off to manage over there. But guess who hasn't said a word? Jamie Carrey. I just want to get your thoughts on because obviously, there's a, obviously, with the Saudi links, obviously we're owned by PAF and everything. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of people who comment when the narrative suits them, but when it doesn't suit them, the the door back it up. It's all I think it's where it sort of goes down the line of it's it's aimed at Newcastle. And it's 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 you know what I mean? It, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. I thought it was quite uh, interesting. Mm. Um the scouts are in the room. What what what, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> what what are your thoughts on the general and Carragher Ferdinand situation that Richard said? Doesn't doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest. And I think it, it even even aside from you know the fact that they're former teammates, both from the pool, I think it even goes down to the fact that um, you know fans of other clubs, so whether it be Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, whoever, they will all they will all lessen off in their criticism of the Saudi League as soon as it benefits their club. Um, you ask any Chelsea fan now, oh, what do you think of the Saudi League? They'd be like, oh, yeah, it's fine, no problems. As soon as Saudi start coming in and buying Man United players or Man City players or Liverpool players, people people will then start going, oh, nah, nah, it's all right, it's okay. Let's not forget, you know, the, uh, Roberto Firmino's already been signed, hasn't he, by a Saudi club, um, Liverpool legends, um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure there'll be a couple of players that Liverpool want to get rid of, as will some of the other uh, big six, big seven clubs. Um, we'll all get our turn, I'm sure, because they want to enhance their league and they want their league to become a dominant force in world football. So I think over time, yes, they've, they've bought a lot of Chelsea players, um, but they will probably go round the other clubs and buy those players as well. There was talks of Bernardo Silva going to, to Saudi, um, and I'm sure they'll get an inflated price for him. But yeah, but the pundits, they change the mind like the wind, don't they? It's like Gary Neville, exactly the same. You know, he was he was he was against um he was against, you know, like the Qataris and the World Cup and stuff, and then he went and presented in the World Cup, didn't he? And it was like, Well, I thought you hated it, I thought you were against it, and then he's like, Oh, I'm going to work there though. Money, money, money changes everything, and that's the key. Money, money talks, and you know, people, people will uh, end up with egg on the egg on the face, or look very embarrassed when they suddenly change their minds because it doesn't fit their narrative anymore. I don't need to add anything else. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> uh, great stuff. You're absolutely right. Uh, nothing to add uh, on that as well, and it'd be interesting to see how it all kind of unfolds as the days and weeks go on, more Saudi um, Saudi clubs by um, Europeans' best players. Um, very interesting. But just before we head off, um, there is another super chat. Um, yeah, it's uh, off Stephen Fairbairn. Fantas- it doesn't matter how much is it, every little donation is much appreciated. Stephen, remember next time, get a question, though. Obviously, I either thought that for us 
uh, or the, whoever the guest is, we always prioritize anyone that puts a super chat in. Uh, we always prioritize your questions over anybody else's. Just, just a, as a pure thanks for obviously your donation to the channel. Super chat. <laughs> I think we might press that at the same time, but we got in there eventually as well. And of course, um, we're going to wrap up the show now. Um, we've done way longer than we anticipated, but it was a fantastic chat with lots of different talking points. Uh, and of course, we have to say massive thanks to our sponsors before we go and Bathroom Designs Home, uh, H2O. Thank you for all your support uh, with all um, of your bathroom designs. And as we can see, uh, Chris is not quite getting a shower, but he's, he's close. He's close enough. There we go. There we go. And, and, and massive thanks to Russ and the team for all of their things um, that they produce bathroom related. Um, some of their designs are absolute quality. Now, um, we also obviously, of course, the, the radiator shed with some of their other designs. Um, bathroom, uh, the radiator shed.com. Thank you for your support as always, Russ. And of course, they provide top quality materials made from plate steel, providing longevity. All designs are manufactured in Italy, and aluminium rads are very environmentally friendly and are protected for source heat pumps. Right, um, we've got. Do, do we do we mention this now? Because I'm, I'm not sure if we do. Um, uh, the the other sponsor in in the room. I, I, I don't know if there's anything being clarified on that one. Chris not, might know more. Not just yet, but it's very very close. It's imminent. Okay. So uh, the reason why. Oh, not that word again, Chris. Not imminent. We yeah. had enough of that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! There's been a, there's been a smoke screen. Imminent. <laughs> oh no, smoke screens, please, please. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't put it up on the screen because I wasn't quite sure. So thank you for clarifying that, Chris. Um, but what we can say is um, Jordan and the team, Liam Kennedy, um, Newcastle World, scan and sign up for free NUFC newsletters using the QR code right on the screen there. So if you're watching back, get your mobile phone onto that and, and get all the latest news from Newcastle United uh, or Newcastle World. Um, and Jordan will be back with us very, very soon um, to talk all things um, NUFC and of course we've got the Northern East um, partnership um, the install works as our additional sponsor so thank you all for your continued support so there are sponsors that's everything else out there thank you to the mods the likes of Lisa and the team for all you do in the chat also on top of that thank you to everyone in the chat for your questions sorry if we didn't get to them tonight um, Robin uh, stayed longer than he anticipated and it was more than happy to. He answered the questions and he'll be back along with uh, Ronan to talk all things European football later on in the window. Boys, been an absolute pleasure. As always, um, great to um, talk all things NUFC with you guys. Um, we're getting towards the end of that show. Uh, boys, Richard, I'll come to you. Uh, wh what do we say? How do you like that? Take care, guys. Speak to you soon. Right,
drink it. Like me, then tell him you like that, like that.